The voluntary reaction is a safe space where known dullards gather to drink from the keg of glory or drown in the pool of despair. All opinions, takes, questions, criticisms, and insults cannot and will not be held against a speaker after a 24-hour cooling-off period. Please listen accordingly. All right, let's get rolling. Voluntary reaction underway as Tennessee takes South Carolina to the woodshed. Beat them by 43 in Columbia. They beat them by 40 tonight in Knoxville, 85 to 45. Your final as Tennessee finishes with one, two, three, four, five players in double figures tonight, led by Josiah Jordan James. Back from a lengthy absence, 18 points off the bench for Triple J tonight. Four of seven from three-point range, seven of 11 overall from the field as Tennessee tonight shoots 58% from the field. It would have been much higher if uh, Vescovy hadn't had a stinker shooting the ball anyway. Three of 12, one of nine from three-point range. He was the only guy who couldn't get going uh, for Tennessee offensively tonight as you also had Meshack with 14 on five of seven shooting. Who says? He is a uh, defensive specialist. You had uh, Ziegler with 13 points to go along with 11 assists. It's his fifth points assists double-double of his career, tying Rodney Woods for the program record. Safe to say he is going to own that record by himself and uh, might have a, a pretty good cushion over Rodney Woods by the time his career is said and done. You had Urosh and Kamwa. Both with 10 points. Urosh, a perfect 5 of 5 from the field. You remember uh, Kelmwa was perfect 10 of 10 in the meeting in Columbia. He had, he goes 5 for 10 from the field uh, tonight. But Tennessee just getting contributions from all over the place. And South Carolina completely overmatched tonight at Thompson Bowling Arena. Bear and Davey are with me. Bear, your thoughts on what we saw tonight at Thompson Bowling Assembly Center in Arena. Much needed win for the Big Orange. Oh, yeah. And much needed. Just a just a nice, easy, uh, easy Saturday night, early Saturday night game. Uh, I, I needed it just for my anxiety levels and, and the state of my, my nerves uh, at, at this point. But it was it, – Solid game. Got to see uh, my boy B.J. Edwards for some extended minutes at the end, and it was good seeing Triple J get back out there. And Adu uh, had a had a pretty good game. It was a strange start where you know what they have it. They held the ball the whole that first was weird. minute. Yeah, and then Barnes yanked Adu and put uh, the serve in there, and it, that seemed to. Uh, to get everybody snap snap back right, so Plasvich continues to show a a soft touch around the rim. So it was a nice night, man. Happy for the guys. Davy Hudson uh, is the, the the journey back on track now. Can we go ahead and um, make reservations for Houston or wherever the Final Four is? <laughs> Definitely not oh. uh, willing to go that far at this point. Uh, I hate to break it to you, um, but. You know, we had a close game in College Station. You come back, you win by 40. I know, I will say, like, I think South Carolina tried to put it all out on the on the court against Alabama, knowing the entire nation was behind them uh, when they played on Wednesday. But, 
to see Josiah Jordan James come back, shoot like he did, and this team just to have a work run like effort and not have to sweat it out. Uh, that's great to see. And so it kind of goes back to the consistency issues we've seen. But you were able to just destroy a team that you're much better than. And at least that's a good sign. Uh, one more home game against Arkansas. So hopefully uh, you're able to pull off the win there. And as crazy as it seems, I know we're sitting at, uh, what is it now? We're now 21 and 8 on the season. We're still the fourth ranked team according to the net, which the NCAA is supposed to go by. So let's just hope that things continue to. Look like they did tonight. I'm not going to hold my breath, but uh, definitely this was a performance you like to see. Big win for the Volunteers. Air, uh, Arkansas comes in here, uh, nine o'clock tip. Haven't had one of those in a while. Nine late nine p.m. tip on uh, Tuesday night at the arena. Arkansas lost a close one at Alabama today, and then Tennessee will finish up a week from today against Auburn down on the plains, and you have to wonder about the state and psyche of the Tigers after they were dismantled at Corrupt Arena today. They lost by almost 40. Um, may it, it might have hit 40. I, I can't remember. It was just a total beatdown. So uh, where where is Bruce and his boys heading into this? Uh, before we get to speakers, Bear, your thoughts on CAK outscoring Catholic tonight 3-2 to two in this game. <laughs> He's speechless, trust. No, nah, I mean, you just, you, it never ceases to amaze me. Just what a monumental prick you are sometimes, Smith. It's good to see BJ get some extended minutes out there as uh, he had 10 minutes total tonight, one of three from the field, two points, two assists. But uh, the story locally had to be big Isaiah Sulak coming off three points in three minutes off the bench. I'm no mathematician, Davey, but I believe that's a point a minute. I mean, he could challenge Pistol Pete's record at that rate if we just go ahead and start him and play in the entire game. I've got a calculator in the other room. I'm about to go grab it and okay. check to see if that math is All correct. Right, you uh, double-check me again. I'm no rocket surgeon. Let's get to the speakers, and we'll start with some random guy. What up, Rando? What's up, gentlemen? Hey, man. Uh, uh, but a better, better mood on the volunteer reaction than we've had the past uh, four out of five times anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I was just thinking, you know, uh, as we're cruising to the, to the finish line tonight with, you know, 16 minutes to go and pretty much feeling you've got the game in hand is, is a nice feeling. I'd kind of forgotten what that was like. Um, is there, I've, Bear and I are real close to the same age. And I mean, I can maybe think of one or two teams from the Jerry Green era that might be in the conversation. But I mean, is this about the most frustrating men's basketball team we've ever had to watch? We come out and we absolutely destroy. I, I get it. South Carolina's trash. But we beat them by 41, and and yet we 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 lose on buzzer beaters to Vandy and in Missouri where we we should have won those games by eight to ten. I just I look at the record at 21 and eight. It's hard to feel 
bad about being 21 and eight just shows that we're spoiled as a fan base, I guess, compared to where we've been in the past. But damn it, if this team shouldn't be like 25 and three right now, am I wrong? I mean, I would say to answer your first question about the most frustrating, I would say we've had the highest of highs and the lowest of lows with this team. And that differential, I don't think has ever been greater, but it just kind of goes back to, I mean, we see this team play so much better one at home and it just goes to the idea of I don't understand like on a given night which team's going to show up. So the the frustrating part is definitely there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know that. Look, it, I guess you know we've we've been sitting on on JoJo for for a couple of weeks, waiting for his health to come back. It looks like he's okay. I'm still worried that he's going to put a foot down wrong and jack that leg up again and then he's going to be gone for the rest of the year and it's kind of been a lost season for jojo um hopefully we can get phillips back in the next couple of weeks mayshack starting to develop nicely adu's looking looking good solid minutes from Eurosh tonight um and hopefully hopefully we're just you know we we had a bad streak there and uh we're gonna put it together here with uh you know two more games to go in the regular season take care of Arkansas on senior night, um, go down there and beat Brucifer next weekend on the Plains and go have a good showing in the tournament. But uh, time will tell. Uh, we'll talk to you guys. Uh, we'll talk to you guys after the, uh, after the Arkansas game. That's all I got. Sounds good, Rando. Appreciate you jumping in here. Yeah, the uh, consistently inconsistent theme continues tonight for Tennessee basketball. And uh, we will just have to see whether or not they can come in and, and string together two complete performances in a row. Arkansas has been up and down too. But I would imagine Tennessee would be a solid home favorite. Almost covered the 23-point spread twice tonight. I mean, good grief, Rick. You beat a team down like that. Could have gotten those walk-ons a little more run, I suppose. Could have. I mean, the team just as a whole, you look at it, it's, it's one of our better shooting performances. Finished the night at 58.1% from the field, 43.5% from three. You know, I will say um, that I, I am still concerned long-term about this team's inability to get to the free throw line, but to counteract that they can't usually make them when they get there. So it's not exactly the worst, but I mean, three of six, 50%, I'm not going to cut it. Shout out to Brian Dennis. Great line here. He says it was good to see Bill S. Preston Esquire log some quality minutes. <laughs> what do you think uh, of the Isaiah Sulak, Bill S. Preston Esquire comparison tonight? It's a pretty good one. Pretty I mean, I, I've not seen any others. Yeah. Bill and Ted, man, that's a, it's a banger. Classic. Let's get Rex in here. Second one sucked. But. Yeah. Rex, what's up? This is fool's gold, gentlemen. Fool's gold? Fool's gold. What do you mean? Don't you come in here raining on our, uh, on our keg of glory night, Rex. I'm talking amongst the Patriots, Bear. I'm talking amongst those still true loyal to the Tennessee homeland. But I'll say just beating the shit out of South Carolina is nothing. We got to get it together and be ready for uh, 
be ready for March. I hope they can do it. It's nice to see it, but, um, you know, I hope uh, we can get it going. Well, one good thing tonight is nobody played more than 30 minutes except for Zakai Ziegler. He played 31. And so hopefully you get hope, – hopefully you get a little rest here. And, you know, it, it's weird. We haven't mentioned the fact that Tyreek Key doesn't play tonight. I don't know what his injury was. Julian Phillips is not back. And you're thinking, oh, man, like we're going to have another game where our guys play a ton of minutes. But we were able to – really extend the bench and play a lot of guys tonight. And, um, I, I do feel like there is something to the team, you know, the theory that the team is wearing down a little bit. What do you think the difference is if, if Key's getting uh, James's minutes tonight? I can't. Wow. From what we've seen, 18 points, that's, that's quite a bit. Well, I mean, sometimes when you're, when you're a shooter – and you don't play for a while, you, you like you come back and they just they fall a lot, man. So I, I wonder, I, I wonder if I hope he didn't use them all up tonight, because I mean, if if he can play that way, then I mean that that changes the way I feel about the postseason. But I don't think any of us are expecting that to be um, the consistent, you know, seven of eleven from the field. I don't think any yeah. of us uh, feel like okay. Yeah, we can definitely count on that the rest of the way. No. The other thing with him, too, is, and we've talked about it before, is if he's hitting that first shot, which he looked smooth, everything looked to be in a good rhythm, he seems to get in a situation where it's like, oh, I might be able to expect more of that tonight. And that's what I thought when I saw that first one go down. Um, so, who knows? What vest can we end up at? He only had seven points. He was one of nine from three, three of 12 from the field. Do you guys think that Alabama will ever have to bench Miller? Because I'm watching highlights from that right now. But uh, no. do you think that's, I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to escape it all. No, they're not. They're not benching that kid. They don't. Alabama, I mean, everybody's. I mean, it's something that Tennessee fans and a lot of fans around the SEC understand. But, you know, it, it, we always kind of joke about they don't care. As long as the police department's telling them that uh, Miller and uh, who's the other kid, Jaden, I can never remember his last name. Bradley. Jaden Bradley uh, are not being charged with anything. They're not going to keep them off the floor, not when they're closing in on a number one seed and a possible, you know, a national championship type run. So I know that we say this here because there are rivals, but. Bear, you and I being Alabama Eskimo brothers, that we understand. But I would say that if that was our kid, if it was some, if Hendon Hooker had some no-name guy, I don't know, Callaway, some guy we didn't actually like, killed someone on our football team, and they found that Hooker had brought the gun, and we were about to make the playoffs, I know 99% of people listening to me would join me and say, well, if he didn't break any Tennessee laws, let the boy play. No, I want to be fair to that. I mean, I, I know he can, that girl would be not be alive, but let's just put our – if we had a sensational run like Alabama's having their once-in-a-generation number one ranking for basketball, don't you think 90% of your callers would call in and say, if he didn't break a Tennessee law, 
then when nothing should happen. Just to be fair. I don't uh, know if it'd be 90%, but there, there'd be a good amount of fans because, as we know, for every SEC school, uh, s- several of them aren't very intelligent. <laughs> and they look at it from the standpoint of, I will do whatever it takes to protect my team, whether it is right or wrong. Yeah, see, the, but the problem is and the difference is, is that Tennessee, as far as in my lifetime, um, I mean, we've had guys suspended for – a lot less and, and really uh, Tank McCullough is the exception and, and not the rule. And they still suspended him. And you're talking, I mean, they, you know, they let him back on the field and he's charged with assault, but I mean, they suspended him when it was somebody that actually broke into his apartment. And, but now, I mean, I think the best comparison Tyler- to me is the uh, Bruce Pearl, Tyler Smith incident. Tyler yeah. Smith was pulled over with a, a gun that uh, it was an illegal gun, but uh, he was pulled over and not only was he suspended immediately, but his three, the three teammates that were in the car with him were suspended as well. I mean, guys who were just, you, you talk about wrong place at the wrong time. I mean, that was Melvin Goins, Cam Tatum and Brian Williams and Bruce Pearl and suspended Brian, all four of those players, kicked Tyler Smith off the team on a team that was very popular very good team, very popular coach, and they did the right thing there. So I, I feel like that's the best comparison for the would Tennessee do similar debate. I'm just going to be honest and say as a native Tennessean, and I'll be a Tennessee fan till I die and live in Tennessee till I die, that I would call in and I would be saying Second Amendment stuff or well, I'd look something up and call in and just recite that because – if you're having a once-in-a-generational run, and this is your superstar, I'm just going to say if the shoe is on their foot, I would think a lot of us would call in and say he didn't commit a crime. So I am sympathetic that, to Alabama because I'm just being honest. I know. I know. I know. But that doesn't mean those people are good people. They're bad people. If that's They're how all they bad people. Think. We're talking about D1, big-time SEC sports. They're all bad people. Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't be down with it if it was a Tennessee like I mean it would suck, but you know. Tw- I, I took a lot oh, of flack from, from listeners whenever I was saying that AJ Johnson shouldn't be playing whenever he was accused of rape. Like I like I understand like we're gonna have fans that do that, but at some point you gotta draw a line in the sand. And the the bigger problem too is not just that it's whether you're looking at it from a criminal standpoint for Brandon Miller, it's just whether or not like your program acts like it's a problem. And Alabama's program has said winning matters above everything else. That is all that there is to this pretty much like without saying it, they're saying fuck the victim, fuck Jamia Harris without saying fuck Jamia Harris. That's what they're doing. I'm just going to say as a fan who's been through Tennessee football the past 20 years, I am willing to call in under a fake name (laughs) And say, I would want a guy who's willing to cross the line. I want a Bruce Pearl. I want a Nick Saban. I want someone who's willing to cross the line. It's entertainment. I'm not willing for the James Franklins of the world who cover up rapes in the state of Tennessee. That's too far. But I'm for a Nick Saban or Bruce Pearl who's willing to fudge it a little bit. That's what I want. I want it to be entertaining. And I'm wanting them to rubbins racing for my NASCAR fans. And I want someone who's willing to cross the line. I know 90% of people listening to my voice.
feel the same way. Well, Nate Oates has crossed the line so much. I'm genuinely curious if the man is autistic. That's I where mean, we're at. You know, the like, latest today during the, you know, and, and they've tried to explain it away again, but during player intros where they had, you know, he got to the end of the line and somebody's patting him down. It's like, Jesus, I mean, it, 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 just, they're dumb. They're dumb. And I, I mean, I, I put me, Rex, I guess, put me in the 10% minority. No way in hell. I'd be furious if Tennessee had a kid and they were still trotting him out on the floor and he was involved in something like this. And there's a kid who doesn't have a mom. And there's a 23-year-old girl that's in the ground right now. And the bottom line is whether he's criminally uh, culpable or not, she's probably not in her grave right now if that dumbass doesn't take dipshit his gun that night. And I agree with you, and I think dipshit should be locked up in jail. But I'm just saying, if we were, just think about us in November, December, if Hendon Hooker had brought Jimmy Calloway a gun and we were about to play in the playoffs, you know in our generational thing that we would be feeling different. I know it's not about the South Carolina game, but we beat the shit out of them. There's nothing to talk about there. So I would encourage someone to call in who disagrees with me, and I'll be listening. But you guys got a good program. I'll let someone else talk. Go Vols. I hope we make the Sweet 16. Thank you, Rex. We appreciate you jumping in here. And um, I appreciate the Jimmy Calloway reference on your phone. I did not see that coming. I mean, I, I may, maybe I am in the minority. I'd have a shit fit if it's. If, I mean, there's no way Barnes. It's hard to. I mean, it's I'm, hard to say, man. Who knows how we would feel? The fan ba- fan brain is a funny thing. It's a funny thing, man, and. Like the way they are contorting themselves. I I could see a fair amount of Tennessee fans. I'm not going to sit here and say, I know how I would handle it. I I don't know. But I know that they're, you know, the the thing that I see Alabama fans doing are, well, we don't know. We can't get inside his head. We don't know intent. We don't know if he read the text or not. We we don't know what he knew and, and when he knew it. And it's like, yeah, we do. The texts have come out. Well, one of one of them's yeah. come out. One of them's come out, but you don't know if he read it or not. Yeah, there's there's still a lot to be seen there, but it doesn't excuse the fact that we know Alabama did not handle the situation well, and there is to an extent a cover up being involved because if there wasn't, then we would have known about this and Brandon Miller being at the scene a day or two after it happened. Because Alabama, I like I don't think you can convince me that they did not think Maybe this way this happens until after the season and he's already going to the draft and we won't have to address it. Yeah. Well, I, I don't even know what they knew and when they knew it, because I've heard, I've seen conflicting things coming out of there. You know, when, when this story first broke Monday or Tuesday, whenever that was that Brandon Miller brought him the gun, Nate Oates said at his press conference, he's like, Oh yeah, we knew all that. And then there was an interview with the Alabama president on a podcast. Reese Davis hosted a couple of days later where he seemed to indicate that they didn't know. Well, that, that was Greg Byrne or Byrne or however. Yeah, Byrne. And uh, so I, I like there. There's a couple of there's a couple of unknowns out there. But um, I mean, I I, I share I, I definitely fall on the skeptic skepticism side about Brandon Miller's uh, involvement in this thing. And when you have skepticism, when when you have unknown 
in a murder case, you have to err on the side of it's it's like the AJ Johnson thing. I mean, it, you know, he's he's innocent in the court of law, but Tennessee did what they had to do at the at the time. You can't. It, it sucks that you know somebody might uh, get trampled over like that. But when you're a big institution with as much as these institutions have to lose, I think you play it the way Tennessee did and not the way Alabama does. But Maybe they get away with it. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we should do what Alabama does. Doesn't seem like they're nah. getting a lot of tangible. I wouldn't want, would want to be a part of it. It would take almost all. It would take a lot of the my enjoyment out of it. Uh, I couldn't. That's just this whole this whole deal is, is just kind of sickening. And I, you know we don't we don't know, but they've handled it. Nate Oates primarily just so ham-fisted. Um, I mean, he can't get his foot out of his mouth. And, ah, awful, awful situation. I mean, he's tainted his reputation forever. There's no oh my other God. way around. Like he, he was uh, the golden boy up until, like, this time a week ago. And it just, man, how quickly. We, we talked about it yesterday with the Russell Wilson story that came out about how, you know, he's trying to get Pete Carroll fired or whatever. And, like, think about Russell Wilson's reputation in football this time last year compared to what it is now. And just how much has changed and how quickly it's changed. And think about the same thing with Nate Oates. Like, you know, a week ago you're thinking, man, like, yeah, that's an ugly situation, but similar things have happened elsewhere. It could happen to anyone. Really not his fault. And now it's just like, really, dude? Really, starting to get starting to get a Dave Bliss kind of vibe oh. about him. I'm not saying he's that bad, but it's he's definitely it's definitely got a vibe to it. And gone from you know a really good buddy of mine, Jimmy, who's a big time Kentucky fan, born and raised, you know, born in Harlan County, and him talking about wanting to blow Calipari out and just go steal Nate Oates to. You know, I talked to him night before last, and it's like, we don't want him. So. Let's get Tommy in here next. What up, Tommy? Tommy boy. There's Tommy's got the wheel. Tommy, Tom, Tom, you got the wheel, brother. The spinning wheel of death has claimed its first victim. Let's see if Tommy is uh, savvy enough to do the jump right back in that usually works but not everybody not everybody pulls that off not everybody is as persistent so um yeah yeah looks like tommy's dragging his feet oh well toms try it again brother try jesse what's up, what's up jesse what's up ross hey man i sit here and i think would the anxiety level of the general basketball program and fan base be different after this game today if those two buzzer beaters from Vandy and Mizzou didn't go in and were sitting at 12 and 4? Sure. Absolutely. I mean, I, you'd still have the skeptics out there, but um, I mean, your your seating would be in a better spot, and you'd have more wins. You wouldn't be worried about, you know, the buy in the SEC tournament and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, you'd, you'd be much more comfortable. 
Yeah, I'm I'm stoked. It's it's I'm glad JJ's back. Um this was like uh we should have took care of business as usual. I feel like we did it. Um I think it was just good to see a solid bounce back, like take care of business win. Um and I I I do say it, I think Euros has been in the doghouse long enough. Like it was nice to see Barnes just throw his ass out there within within the first minute of uh, tip off after the lack of of rebounding. But the deal with Urosh seems to be, you know, he's going to get an opportunity five or six minutes into every game, and if he can score a bucket or two, or, or at the very least, not screw up. Like Barnes will Barnes will let him play, and then he'll give him a, a big rotation in the second half. But if he goes out there and he doesn't, and he misses his shots, and he fumbles the ball around, or does goes full Urosh and you know gets a technical foul or does something stupid, then he gets yanked and you don't see him again the rest of the night. That's that's kind of where we're at with Urosh right now. Yeah, and I and I, and I feel like this game today was as long as we win, win by decent margin no one's really gonna you know it was one of those games where it's it it felt like a win by a big margin was expected business as usual with no no real reason to celebrate but if it was a loss like good lord like all hell would have broke loose like um but yeah i'm i'm i feel like we're in a better spot than what the mood of everyone has us has us how about this how about if julian phillips just dunks that ball against bandy (laughs) if he just dunks that ball just just that game alone you know that that that's one more and you know where is santi's confidence if he doesn't have to make that free throw and that that's not even an issue there does he's not thinking about it against the against missouri and maybe he just makes the free throw and makes it a you know a two possession game there and uh, you know, what if, what if, what if? Yeah, well, I can say this. I think all roads lead to Tennessee playing Alabama in the bottom half of the SEC tournament with how seeding looks like it's going to go. So, Ugh. you know what? Like, at this point, Rick. I ain't scared that. De- you guys? De- Deacon, Deacon Rick is undefeated um, uh, this, you know, in the last 12 months in the SEC tournament. So, w- what a better way to, you know. <laughs> run it back and with that said i'm i'm gonna hop off but i have two questions russ do you think you know it's funny you brought up the the tyler smith situation is is the mcbee led kansas upset the best tennessee win since you know uh, i guess of the, the 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 century um for tennessee basketball and two you need to tweet out that uh, amazing halftime video where someone called into your show a few years back. I think it was maybe the Florida football game where all hell broke loose. Um, that was one of the most hilarious call-ins that I've had, and I felt like that. That could be you know, like so many different calls, Jesse. I honestly have no idea what what, what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I figured you might know, might have known it. Which obviously you get a lot of those. But any no, more? No. Can you give me specifics? I mean, the the most epic call I think volunteer reaction has ever seen was uh, Big Josh uh, getting into it with the misses. <laughs> I, I think that's the one. That that was it. <laughs> Either. The Mount Rushmore's the two of Big Josh, Dr. Uh, Vol saying Jesus didn't die on the cross for Jared Garantano to play. 
quarterback. I just, I, I, just rem- I just remember the video. The guy was like, just like, you, you said, Rush, you're on, you're on. He's like, Rush, Rush. And you're sitting there trying to get him to talk. And he just yeah. he finally just launches into a tirade. But all good, man. Good win this week. Gear up for another one. It's always good to come on here after uh, uh, a Tennessee win. All right, Jesse, appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for jumping in. You know what's scary, Russell? What? A psychotic halftime call could have very well been me. I've had a few. Well, they're showing on SEC Network right now the Carlos Groves, uh, Shaquille O'Neal brawl. Shaquille O'Neal about got his ass whipped that night. Ah. Uh... I'll rob Carlos Groves for the end. Shaq threw an elbow that Carlos was quick enough to duck that if it had connected, would have made uh, what Fulkerson took from that dude at Florida a couple of years ago seem like a love tap. Yeah, could shoulda, woulda. He didn't connect. If man had stones, she'd be my uncle. Carlos is going to whip that ass. Was that when was that the game where Dale Brown jumped on his back? Yeah, Dale Brown got Dale Brown is the one who could have gotten seriously hurt. He he got out there. He, got his damn he ran hurt. out there and Groves turned around with you know, was about to throw a punch and then he realized it was crazy old man Dale Brown and uh would have killed him graveyard dead, so uh he he held back on that one, but would have been cool if he'd gone full. Uh, who's the guy who hip tossed Don Zimmer in that big brawl? So Pedro Martinez. Yeah, if Carlos had gone all Pedro and just whipped Dale Brown's ass right there on the floor. Oh, uh, let's try uh, Tommy Carlos again. Rough dude. All right, Tommy, you there? Yeah, buddy, I'm here. How there he is. Doing well. How are you, sir? I uh, doing a little hunting do list, replacing drains and pee traps in the bathroom. Uh, Sounds fun. Oh, yeah, always. <laughs> I had the game on uh, in the living room. I've, I've come back and forth there. Uh, great win for the guys. Uh, it never looked questionable which one win this game. And and that's an upside to how we've played the last few few games, you know. You know, with you know, 15 minutes to go in the game, hell, we knew we had it. Yeah, I don't think this one was was ever in any doubt. And um, man, I mean, we just they handle business typically at home. The Missouri game, Kentucky game, notwithstanding. I mean, this has been a good home team pretty much all year. And uh, Rick Barnes has had South Carolina's number, man. It don't matter if it's Frank Martin or this guy. Um, he generally beats the hell out of South Carolina. I mean, his his record's got to be. Was he been here eight years? Um, he's got to be a good fourteen and two against him, something like that. Right. They mentioned nine of the last ten on the broadcast. Right I just hope that uh, Coach Apple remembers them when they come back, you know, to Knoxville this year, and uh, go ahead and just put an ass whooping on them. But guys, I just really want to call in, make sure everybody was all right, knowing that the damn maniac from Savannah was over. I know uh, Russell got to meet him and Jake Miller got to meet him. Uh, make sure everybody's all right. But no bullshit going on because he's a damn maniac. He brought me some delicious cookies and uh, 
you know, so far my insides haven't blowed up. So I, I guess they weren't poisoned or nothing. So that's, that's good. I got that going for me, but uh, yeah, it was, it was fun to meet the, the man, the myth, the legend, Justin Hanna. As a matter of fact, we'll bring him in here and let him join the festivities. This oh, shit. Here we go. What's going hey, on guys? Justin, did your uh, missus let you out for the ball game today? Yeah, we, we, we're actually sitting here. Uh, we just got out of there about 30 minutes ago. Fix you get something to eat. Okay, good. Now, look, I wear the pants in the family, Russ. If oh, I tell yeah. we're going somewhere, we're going. <laughs> oh, shit. That's not the vibe I got Bull. yesterday. Yeah, no. Bullshit. Uh, well, Bullshit. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is that the guy that called me a mouth breather on public radio yesterday talking? <laughs> yeah. If, if you and you and Russell together might have two functioning brain oh, cells. Bear, bear, bear. Be nice. I, I was going to take you to the mouse's ear, man, but now you're acting like this. And... No, I don't need to go to no damn mouse's <laughs> ear. Wow, Justin, come back and get me. I'll go to damn mouse's ear. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, it's just five hours. What the hell, you know? Oh, oh my God. Now, I said, guys, that was just a, uh, that was a complete ass whooping that we witnessed tonight. And I mean, what else can you say? And that was, we did to them what they did to us in football. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They. Uh, and I'm like. I'm like Tommy. There. They got a bill day come in September. That little Butch Jones looking ass head coach they got over there. I can't stand that little son of a bitch. Me. Me and Miller were talking about today about how bad we hate him. So that was. I mean, he's he's awful. And they. And there were. I mean, there were. I guess I was there and I. There was no South Carolina people there. None. I mean, well, I mean, I don't know. If, you know, <laughs> that I surprised might... you, Justin? You thought there'd be a lot of South Carolina basketball fans at this game? Well, the rest, I thought they may have been. They may have come Thursday night for the girls and just stayed for a couple of days. You know, but I, I never saw one in the in the crowd tonight. Hell, their women's team probably would have given us a better game tonight. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hell, they probably whooped our ass. Yeah, girls stayed good, man. They're damn good. But anyway, guys, like I said, I was just going to get on here real quick. We're fixing to go in here and get something to eat because we're starving. Uh, yeah, Russ, like I said, and, and don't worry about the cook. Look, the the, the bad stuff happens to you about uh, 72 hours after you eat them. So. Oh, good. Looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah. Yeah. God, it, it, yeah, just count down. Wait. Can't, can't wait for it. <laughs> but it was great seeing you yesterday, bud. Bear, I'll catch you the next time I'm up here. So. All right, my God, next time I'm coming. Oh, God, I can't handle all three. I can't handle him up there, too. Tag team coming to take over. All right. All right, boys, thank you. I'll see you. Y'all have a good one. They're poor wives. Savannah's finest right there. Double trouble. You're declining a trip to the mousetrap there? I don't want to go down there. You don't don't want a little gonorrhea? Nah. Had it before? No. Never had completely clean. Never had, never had the clean, Russ. Nope. Have you? No. Do you, I mean, do, does anybody listening to this think that we would admit to having that? Did you guys see, uh, uh, <laughs> I see CG in here. He sent me the video that I sent you guys yesterday of the uh, sexually aggressive dolphin. I told you guys. I've told you and told you. They're a fucking menace. 
They're sexual predators. Evidently. We're talking dolphins or porpoises. I, did you see that picture I sent you guys? You're just swimming, enjoying a brisk afternoon swim in the ocean, and all of a sudden you're dealing with that thing coming at you? Are you talking about the graphic image of the penis you sent us? Yeah. It can grab you with that thing. Just gonna let that one sit for a second. Um, all right. We wanna wanna keep things trying to us. uh say goodnight to my my son who came down for a, a good night hug and had to turn things down because Davy's on here talking about dolphin weenies and good grief, man. Better me than the internet. He's gonna have to hear about it someday. TJ, the Kentucky fan, is next. What's up, TJ? What's up, buddy? Cheers. Uh, I got my bourbon. Uh, both teams uh, took it to the other team tonight. I got a question for you. Uh, you know, I, I'm loose lip tonight, but uh, do the Tennessee fans that are Bruce Pearl lovers want him still after that 40-point beatdown Kentucky gave him tonight? TJ, uh, first of all, you sound blown away. Second of all, this Tennessee fan doesn't. Third no, of all, not- the Tennessee fans you're talking about, yeah, man. I mean, they just, they're, they're dead yeah. enders. Boy, that's crazy. Hey, you know that Rex call, uh, you know, I heard, I, and I've got kids too, and I, lo- I love kids. You know, I don't think anything bad should happen to any kid. It's, it's not fair in life, uh, you know, but uh, – I heard kids in the background on his call and God forbid, you know, uh, one of his, his kids is in the same situation. He, he's talking about the foot, uh, shoe on the other foot. Well, you know, my son's dead, but we got a big game coming up Saturday. So I think my son just took a sacrifice. So, I think the person who facilitated that murder can play. No, heck no. If that's my baby girl, if that's my daughter, I want every single person who's involved locked up in prison. And if they ain't, I'm coming after you. That's just, that, that Rex call pissed me off. I tell you that right now. TJ, I, I would say that while I don't agree with him, there is going to be a portion of the fan base that's that's gonna think that same way, and that and that's the sad. It's sad that that's the case, but it doesn't mean it's not true. No, I feel you, and and you know that. Here, here's the thing too. You got to think about this. If you go buy a gun at Walmart or outdoor store, and you do shoot somebody with it, that store ain't gonna be held liable. You know what I'm saying? So, in the scheme of things, I get it, but at the same time, if I'm that, if I'm that girl's father. Which Russ, I think, and, and Bear, I think y'all feel the same way. If if that was y'all's kid, I, I think y'all would feel the same way I do. Um, you know, South Carolina, man, I wish we could have that game back. Kentucky versus South Carolina. God, I want that game back so bad because they are just – I was watching that game on and off after the Kentucky game, and they are just so bad. It's – I feel bad for that first-year coach. He got left with – with crap he he truly did yeah yeah he gave alabama all they wanted yeah i I don't think um 
I don't think it, there's any pressure on Lamont Harris Paris just yet. I mean, it's they're playing a walk on out there tonight. So uh, the the one player they do have is a freshman who's takes some bad shot selection occasionally and probably won't be there next year. So he's got a whale of a rebuilding job ahead of him. Tough gig. Who uh who y'all got left? Arkansas at Arkansas. home and Auburn on the road. Arkansas and Auburn. I think we've got Vandy in Arkansas. Uh, uh, do you think Texas – Hope you lose it both. Uh, well, cheers to you too, Paris. Do you think uh, Texas A&M will lose that two seed? They lost tonight. I don't think Texas A&M is good. If you look at their conference schedule, they haven't played Alabama. They haven't played – have they played Tennessee? No, have they played? I mean, they they don't have any ranked wins in the conference. I don't think, do they? They beat, yeah, they beat us the other they night. They beat us the other night. They're kind of like us. Um, better. They've, they've got a hell of a home court advantage. Right. I think they're pretty good. Um, I don't know. This is a weird one, man. Hey, the the Oracle texted me this morning. Haji said, uh, take. Take Mississippi State. I thought he was crazy. Uh, I didn't take Mississippi State. I took uh, South Carolina to cover the twenty-three. So, well, I, Texas, that's why he's Texas, that's why he's the oracle, and I'm just some dumbass for the post game. Texas A and M lost to Walford. That was a long time ago, TJ. It, that guy can coach, I, man. Hey, look, that's my that's my line. That's a long time ago. I, I forgot about that. All right, Kentucky, we're starting our new season now. So, hey, good win for you guys, and uh, good luck the rest of the way, buddy. All right, thank you, TJ. Y'all see where uh, LSU baseball team got the hell beat out of them by Iowa today? <laughs> I'm I, tore I, up about it. I'm tore up, bro. I saw Vanderbilt. Uh, they got they got beat. I can't remember who they lost to, but the Vandy boys did. Yeah, they put up an offer. We we're we're still. I mean, Tennessee baseball took care of business. I believe we won four one over Dayton today. Series close out tomorrow. We got Beam on the hill. Hopefully, get the sweep over the Flyers. But uh, the the big story is we we got to save Tony Vitello. Monday's looming looming large. Enemies for... have got their pitchforks out. They sense an opportunity to rid themselves of the new king of the SEC. Can't let it happen. Oh, it's it, it, it's bitch made is leading the charge. Call on it. your local representative and let him know that you will not tolerate this, this persecution. I, I want Corbin ran out of the damn state. When he comes to Knoxville, in April for that three-game series. As Tony said, make it nasty. I mean, he needs to, like, I'm talking about everything's on the table. His, his mama, we, his old lady, his kids. I want I, I want him crying in a heap. I, I want to send him to the no, mental I'm, hospital. Yeah. We're in that damn batting helmet. What a jackass. I want to that's a series I want to I'd love to go to that. How'd you like to be at that one with the with the North Knox guys, Russ? 
You know, they're still banned. Are you serious? <laughs> a lifetime ban. They throw... How many of our friends, have you thought about that? I mean, we're starting to get a pretty good collection of our friends that are uh, banned, uh, have been uh, arrested, uh, had a a listener of ours actually call uh, the police from the concession line stand. Hold on, I got to find... Our folks don't know how to act, bro. Um. Yeah, they tried to. They tried to get back on the porch. Now they got an extra porch. UT doesn't want their money. They said never again. God, I'd love to have a video of that night. The thing about it is, I might be speaking out of turn here. I don't think it was the men. I don't think it was the male contingent of their. Crew yes. That was the really that was the um, most the problem mo- the most problem the the most out of out of hand out of order. Yeah, I mean, I've been up there. You want to see things get crazy? Let let, let the women of Vol Twitter. Uh, I don't I don't think they've ever seen anything like uh, the the ladies that'll come after anybody going after uh, Tony Vitella. Fuck. You right, Dave? Yeah, it's the Duke losing. No, it's the Teddy V special though. They just gave a flagrant one because Zero's a little bitch. Oh, for the Hokies. Oh, Teddy V's out in full force. I saw Pat Adams. It, it was the most Kentucky thing ever. They they finally decided to give Kentucky a flagrant one, which you can do in just about any game those cocksuckers play in. And, and they give it a 40-point blowout when it didn't matter. Hey, I'm on. Joshy boy, you're on. Oh. I want to make this short and sweet. Well, until I'm almost home, I got 3% left on my phone charger. But uh, great win tonight, guys. And uh, great win by the baseballs. What did you think about Triple J's electric performance tonight against South Carolina? I mean, it was good to see he he can shoot it and he's big and strong. I mean, the best play was when he took it to the rack and and didn't pull up and and laid it in. Man, I, we want to see more of that. He's he's a five star. People forget, man. He was five star player. Was he the first five star we signed? I think he was, man. I think he was the first five star of the Barnes era, and yeah, I mean, he's been here four years now. Came here as a point guard. Like, I, uh, people forget what kind of a recruit he was. And obviously, this is it for him. This is his last couple of games. And I would love to see him catch fire here and go out on top with the championship. At, you know, hey, hey yeah. Russ, Bear, Davey, what was, the, what was the deal tonight with Phillips? Could he have played if he wanted to? Were they just, were I mean, they just holding him thing. out? Like, and people say about Triple J, oh, he could have played or he could have, like, how do you know? How does anybody know who can play and who can't play? Like, you don't feel his ankle. You don't feel his hip. Like, we don't know, man. And it's just, huh. like, unless you've got a trainer or somebody saying publicly, yeah, this guy can play and he just won't. 
Like, I got a problem with why? Because because he looks fine standing up and walking on the sideline in street clothes. Like the amount of torque and uh, weight that those guys put on their joints when they're out there playing at this level, the average human being couldn't, couldn't imagine. So like, it's just, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, well, I'm not jumping down your throat, Joshy boy. I, I just say, that, well, like well, who, Russ, who knows what Phillips's status is. Russ, Davey, I know you, me, and I know we're not Barnes supporters, but I think. Well, you mean Bashers? What's up, David? Oh, you are? You mean, I mean I'll, I'll be not, critical we're... of him when, when I don't think he yeah. coaches well. There's no such thing oh, as. Oh, yeah, I agree 100%. Coach. But yeah. I support the guy. I don't, want him, I don't want a coaching change here. I do, too. I, I agree with that. I just. What I'm trying to say is. What I think the X factor in the NCAA tournament will be, guys, I think it will be both Josiah, Jordan James, and uh, Julian Phillips and Santiago Viscovi. What do you guys think about that, if they want to make a deep run? I think all those guys have to be playing well. I, I think that, you know, you can you could stand if you're Tennessee to have one guy have an off night. Vescovi had an off night tonight. Now, here's the thing. You're going to be playing better competition once you get to a certain level of postseason play here, whether it's the SEC or the NCAA tournament. But they can survive one guy, maybe two guys having an off night. But, you know, it, you watch these NBA games, and it's always like, you know, the good teams have three guys usually putting up, you know, 15-plus points to win a game. And so we can have a guy or two have an off night, but we're going to have to have a couple of guys carry us. You know, it can't be everybody goes cold. That's what happened in Michigan against Michigan last year. We were, what, two of 18 from three-point range in that game? Yeah, not good, Russ. No. But, but, uh, Davey, I'm saying the same thing about uh, North Carolina last year from the tournament when – they had like a bad ending season. They got hot in the NCAA tournament, and they made a big NCAA tournament run. I'm not saying Tennessee can make a big NCAA tournament run, but I'm just saying the poof is in the pudding. Maybe like they could get it together, you know? Yeah, well, the one thing I will say about North Carolina is that they got hot in February. They struggled really early on in Hubert Davis's um, time there, and their non-conference was not good. Uh, they still struggled a little bit in the ACC in January, but February they really turned it on. Uh, I've not exactly would say that from what I've seen they're they're comparable. And I mean they got knocked out of the uh, ACC tournament. I don't think I think they lost in the semis. So it, I, I mean I, I again like I hope Tennessee's able to figure it out, put it together, and actually make a deep run. But I, I don't know if I'd necessarily say that's a that's a, a great comparison. I guess is probably the best way to phrase Guys. it. Last thing I want to say on the way out before you cut me off, last thing I want to say, if I'm Tennessee in the SEC tournament, what I would do to Greg Sankey in the SEC, I would give them a big middle finger, and I would not play our starters, and I would play our walk-ons and our entire bench in first game and give them a middle finger. Have a good night. Go Vols. Well, that's not here. Here's what uh... – this is a concern of mine. Let's see what you guys think. 
I don't feel I, I feel like when you win in the tournament, you have to be able to win multiple grinded out games where you win by, you know, three to five or six points. You're, you're just going to be in those close games that you have to manage down the stretch. Guys have to play well. Coach has to coach well. has to be a collective effort to manage the game over the last minute or two and just grind it out and get out of there with a win. And I don't think we've done that much this year. I, you know, the Ole Miss game, I go back to that. I, that was the first conference game. And I think we won that one by four. But, you know, the the Alabama game, you pulled away from there. I guess you could cl- classify that as, as one of those games because that was closer and you kind of pulled away from them in the last couple of minutes. But, you know, the Auburn game was a three-point win. That didn't feel great. <laughs> it felt like we lost by default almost or won by default almost. You know, Texas yeah. kind of blew them out. Um we just haven't been in a lot of close games where it's just, you know, a nice solid win against a good team and you just kind of grind it out. And that's that's what I think you have to do in the NCAA tournament. And we, we just don't have a lot of those, in my opinion. We've got blowouts, which, I mean, that's good, but I don't know. Like tonight, this is a good win and we're all comfortable with it. I don't know what it serves you much, you know, from an experience standpoint looking ahead. No, if anything, I mean, tonight was more just to get the confidence level up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it felt like to me, I mean, this is a lot like, you know, in, in football, the bye games. I mean, I, I realize they were SEC, but the the difference, I mean, they are so bad. How the hell did they beat Kentucky? Was that at Rupp? Yeah. I mean, they. I mean, listen. Like they came down to almost beating second-ranked team in the country on Wednesday. I know Alabama had a lot that they were going through as far as all the outside noise coming down, but I mean, they still shot like over fifty percent from three. And I mean, they were they were playing good defensively. I like. I just think I know we've beat them by forty twice now, but I, I think they used up everything they had in the tank on Wednesday night, and it was one of those things to where I'm like, as long as Tennessee can shoot well tonight they're going to win by at least 20 and that ended up being the case except double the 20 figure i guess that's the maddening thing about this year's team is most nights we it it shouldn't with this team as talented as we are it it, like we never should have lost those games to vanderbilt missouri and and kentucky here you take away rough i mean that's an incredibly hard place to to go win a game but the Kentucky home game and then the Vanderbilt game and Mizzou still sticking in my craw let's get spotlight Eddie in here next spotlight Eddie has been known to struggle with the mic on button and unless he's got the wheel of death, that seems to be the case again here, gentlemen. No, no, sirree. Spotlight Eddie, you got it, brother. What's up? Yeah, I'm uh, on Elko Highway. I'm about to pull into Taco Bell directly. I just want to say big win by the ball. Don't count these guys out. Uh, let's get Phillips 
healthy. You see what happens when Triple J is back and not in, not in regular season form, but, you know, uh, he looked pretty damn good tonight. He looked pretty damn good, didn't he? Yes, he did. Now, can, can, can he string a couple of those games together here? Can he look pretty damn good? for the rest of the season? That's the question. I think so. I think so. I think we've uh, we've missed someone who can pull up somewhere between the three and the damn rim and make a jump shot. I would prefer him to take it to the basket, but I'll settle for his jump shots right now. Nobody else has been able to hit a damn jump shot for the last six weeks. <laughs> I'm, I know I'm being Seems a little like bit it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, We had, um, you know, Josiah made seven threes tonight. Or, I'm sorry, four threes. Four of seven from three-point range. Seven threes would be a lot. Um, Ziegler made three threes. He was three of four. That's pretty awesome. Meshack was two of two from three-point range, including that corner three. Should we talk about Meshack here, guys? Is he catching fire a little bit all of a sudden? I mean, after that Alabama game, we're talking about, well, if he could just develop some sort of offensive game. Looks like he's developed some form of offensive game. Could he? Yeah. I've wondered if if we're watching him. You know, we've seen it with guys with Barnes uh, since he's been here. Um just all of a sudden like the lights come on and they you know we saw it with admiral uh specifically is who i i think of where um i'm probably missing it trying to think of who else but yeah yeah well i mean josh josh was with uh he was with tyndall that was his senior year wasn't it yeah but he He could have come like he was a very average player his first Two years. Yeah, but he's like he was a lot like Meshack because he was he was always a really good defender. Yeah, I mean, that's what he he was very average player his first two years, and then it was that Iowa game and the that playing game where all of a sudden, like he just started taking out, and from that point on, he was a great player. Eddie, uh, enjoy t- the fourth meal. Okay. Anything else you got for us tonight? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm waiting on this uh, Burrito Supreme and a couple of Chalupas and some hot sauce. You know what Damn. I mean? Uh, Hashtag pray for Spotlight Eddie's butthole. Nah, man. If, if, oh. you're, if you're a grown-ass man with bowels like this guy, you ain't got to worry about that <laughs> shit. Right? I mean, you ate prison food for a couple of years, Spotlight Eddie. Taco Bell's a fine delicacy. Hey, <laughs> hey try five years. Thank you, sir. Ooh. Yeah. Well, prison food is basically elementary school food. Let's put it that way. Before or after Michelle Obama was in the office? Oh, no, no. I'm talking 1980s oh, okay. elementary school food. You know, you got the you got the triangle pizza with some corn and like an apple fritter or some sort of... Uh, apple turnover or something then you got like 
You get dessert in they, prison? You're damn right we do. I don't know how I feel about that, Eddie. Thank you, sir. <laughs> oh, oh, no dessert for 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 convicts. Uh, okay, I'm I'm gonna mark you down as an asshole there. <laughs> I mean, it might be. I'm in prison. I don't get no dessert. Give me a break. I mean, I, I thought it's supposed to be a deterrent. Go, go to prison. No dessert. <laughs> uh, let Let's see. I um, I worked for. Uh, 18 cents an hour on um, one job. I worked for 25 cents an hour on another job. And the best you, this is top pay in prison, 50 cents per hour. Well, I mean, what was the top current form of currency uh, when, you, when you were in the big house, Eddie? Oh, uh, cigarettes. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cigarette, it doesn't, well, now it's changed because guess what? No smoking in prison. Yeah. I want no part of that. But no but, smoking, uh, but you can have brownies and turnovers and cookies and dessert. Seems seems like a strange rule to me. I don't know. Just saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, get your dessert, but you also get a little rape there a little well, later, Russ. How do you like that? That's the main deterrent for me, anyway. It's it's not as common as people make it out to be. You only get raped if you want to get raped. I don't I don't I don't think that's true. I, I no no expert, but I don't think <laughs> I don't think somebody's. I don't think somebody's getting raped in prison. Thinking, you know what? This is pretty cool. Well, it depends on whether or not you're doing the raping. Eddie, <laughs> I appreciate you. Enjoy your meal, my friend. And we'll talk again soon. You guys have a good night. I mean. I'm glad that Eddie's finally opening up about his prison experience. I feel like he's kind of reticent about it in some of our earlier conversations. No, he's really not. He's always, Eddie's kind of an internet friend of mine. Me too. Over at Volnugs. Yeah, several different message boards over the years, but he's not reticent, but he'll tell you about it. He'll tell you what, why, how he ended up there and everything. I mean, I, I've never met so, Eddie. I don't know what how big a boy he is, but he's I, big. You know, I don't think you know, bear. You might have a chance. Guys like me and Davey, we don't belong in there. Nah, no. Nah, the only reason I have a chance, I you recognize that he just just some people you just don't want to fuck with. Eddie, I put Eddie into that category. So he's a great guy, though. Made a, you know made a mistake and paid a, you know, from what he's told me, I mean, he just told everybody <laughs> he did five years. What do you man. think? Um, dessert in prison. Yay or nay. Yay. Come on, man. That, that guy who killed that woman, shot that woman in the face down there. He should be getting a slice of pie with his bologna sandwich. Uh, 
maybe a piece of fruit or something. Well, that's not dessert. Desserts like a baked good, like something with chocolate in it. Hell, I don't know. I was sitting here thinking he was describing, you know, the 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 rectangle pizza, the corn, and all that stuff. I'm I'm sitting here thinking, you know, prison food doesn't sound all that bad. Remind me the next time he he jumps in here, I want to ask Eddie, like when when you're in that, you know, fourth year. And, and you start counting down the days, like, what is the meal you dream of? Like, when, when you get out, your family picks you up, and, you know, after the hugs and kisses, whatever, like, where you want to go to eat? Well, he did a big... case-by-case basis. Yeah, on one of the message boards we were on, I think he did, like, and he did, like, a big Ask Me Anything thread one night, where everybody was just got to ask me, and he just answered everybody honestly. I'm pretty sure uh, I just I, I can't remember what it was, but he talked about that. And I th- think he was the guy that said it was really weird going to, you know, when you first get out and you like go in a restaurant. Just breaking all the inst- I guess the, you have to break a man gets institutionalized. Yeah. So he's an interesting dude. But I don't know. I would never steal from the man. That's all I'll say. <laughs> So he will go full OJ to retrieve his property. Ah, uh, no, nah, you ain't stealing from that guy. He'll fight you over. You steal a nickel from Eddie. He'll, he'll come after your ass. I respect it. I don't know if I could go that far. Hey, did y'all see where fat Elvis got thrown out of his, uh, baseball game today. His man, Elvis, Lance Berkman, Lance Berkman, the former Houston Astro Astros. Who's he managing? Uh, Houston Christian University. Yeah, he got tossed, man. He went crazy. Happens. Made Tony Tony Vitello look sedate. Oh, he threw his hat and everything. It was was great. You don't remember them calling him Fat Elvis? No. He had a couple. Yeah, I'm lost to bear. You uh, do we worry about Vitello being a little bit neutered when he comes back? Like, no, because I mean, quite honestly, I, I, I love the dude. He, I, he just can't know. turn down for anything. Well, he's not going to do anything. He's not going to hit the ref or like get in the ums face again, like he did to get ejected. What he's, like, he's he got to do is he's, he's got to be able to dial it. He's got to be able to dial it back a little bit. And we definitely, we can never, ever have another deal like we did. And, and I love Jordan Beck. One of my all-time favorite Vols, regardless of sport. You know, he's one of the guys that when we look back on this whole deal that really got the ball. He was one of the core guys that, that got us back to, or got us to being good. But, uh, you know, I knew it that night when I was watching it. Throwing the, it was just one of the things from last year, but, you know, throwing birds and acting as out of control as we sometimes acted. I, that plays in all this shit. People are, you heard Tony on our show. They sent somebody down there. You know, they sent an extra official, you know. Spy on us. Just, you call it spy. They weren't there to spy. If you're spying, a spy doesn't let you know they're there. They called him in and said, look, this guy's here. We're coming after you. Behave. NCAA, bunch of pencil neck geeks, bunch of geeks coming after. I've just got 
And Maui Ahuna is up to, um, let's see, three, four, five, six, seven games now. Seven game suspension he's serving with no end in sight. Uh, hell, he ain't playing tomorrow. But uh, I just have this mental image of, of Corbin at the NCAA offices in Indianapolis in, in his full uniform with that stupid baseball, that batting helmet on. You, you talking about, about a geek, Vi- king of the geeks, lord of the dorks. Tim Corbin. I mean, he's put him out of his misery. Figuratively speaking, don't don't misconstrue. Chris, what's up, man? I mean, it, y'all have me following Eddie Dufresne out here. And so that's tough. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, I, I just wanted to uh, move things, uh, as you would say, forward. And I uh, talked about this week because, uh, so we're in a fight for that four seed, guys. We're, uh, uh, M- Missouri, uh, has to play, you know, two really shitty teams. And, uh, I'm not sure what the tiebreaker is there, but if we lose one and they win both of theirs, we're, uh, we're in for a spot. <clears throat> I mean, we, we have Auburn, but Auburn's going to go down to Alabama on, uh, on Tuesday night. And uh, Vandy, uh, Vandy's going to lose to Kentucky on Tuesday night. So we've got games up on them, but Missouri's going to win both of theirs. So we got to go 2-0 this week. To get the bye? Yeah, to get the, the, the four seed, yeah. Is, is that correct, Davey? We have to win – we need 2-0 to get the double bye? If we do go 2-0, we will get the double bye. But there are some situations – but it gets really muddy because we're currently the fourth seed as like if everything stands pat, but uh, Missouri, Auburn, Vanderbilt are all nine and seven and right behind us and Vanderbilt. Well, Missouri's got the one up on us, but we've got a tiebreaker between, well, the, we're one and one with Vandy and then it could be a tiebreaker with Auburn. So it's just, it's too soon to tell. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We have to go to and up pretty much. Just a just a guarantee. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, you're, you're guaranteed yeah. for it. Yeah, if we we go two and zero, you're guaranteed the four seed. That's a big buy. I mean, that's a that's a big advantage going into the SEC tournament is having that Friday game instead of having to play Thursday. If somehow Kentucky can lose to Vanderbilt and then they lose at Arkansas and you go two and zero, you could get up to the three. You could, yeah. So two and zero is 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 basically what we have to do. You know, I want to get off that four line, like you're saying, because you know that Alabama being the being the one seed is is tough, especially how well they're playing right now. Yeah, and just being the five seed, all you do is, I mean, you got that extra game there, so you're you're in the same spot either way, minus the extra game. Yeah. All right, go balls, uh, free Tony, free Maui. Yep, go Big Orange. Thank you, Chris. trying to look just to see if anything else could I mean I don't Alabama like I mean they they at least clinched a share of the title today with A&M going down so they got that and that likely I mean they got yeah Auburn at home and then they're at Texas A&M so Joey is next what's up Joey Hey, nothing much, guys. Just wanted to say uh, 
congratulations on a big win over the Gamecocks today. And as a Kentucky fan, I'm pretty happy myself. So it was a, a good day to be a Tennessee fan and a UK fan. Yeah, Kentucky fans, are, are are they doing the collective Homer Simpson fading back into the bush after wanting to figure out a way to get rid of John Calipari earlier in the year? I mean, you guys are arguably playing the best basketball of any team in the SEC right now. Oh, yeah. Well, this team's reminding me a lot of the 2010-2011 team, the, the team right after the team that come Calipari's second year. Um, they went to the Final Four. And I'm not saying this team's going to go to the Final Four, but no way. But it's kind of reminded me a lot of that team. A lot of people thought they was dead, like in December and January. And then, like, when the SEC tournament come around, they kind of come to life. Um, but uh, I never was on the fire cow bandwagon, uh, you know. But I've, some of the ones, some of the people I know, people I work with that I've heard uh, that wanted to get rid of them, they've sort of just kind of went quiet, you know. Um, so... They've uh, sort of went dormant, so to speak. Yeah. Do you think this Kentucky team is better without Severe Wheeler? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I don't know what was going on. I think there might have been some kind of internal problem going on, but whatever it was, it might have been, you know, he might have been part of the problem. I, I don't know. You know, nobody really knows it for the team, but I, I think that maybe that had something to do with it. I've noticed they play like, I mean, it just seems like a different style when he's not there. And some of those other freshmen are getting those minutes. But, uh, and, and back to the guy that was calling in about the, he's talking about the prison food. Um, I got a guy I work with, uh, I teach school and, uh, one of our substitute teachers is a retired feral prison guard. And I asked him, you know, Hey, what's the, what's the food like? And he said, well, he said he, he ate the food quite often. He said, he's actually pretty good. So when, I heard that guy talking about the prison food. It kind of reminded me of what the guy that I work with uh, always said about uh, the, the food actually being pretty good at, uh, at the prison he worked at. So, I guess you're hungry enough. You'll eat anything. I guess so, yeah. School food's awful, though. I, I eat the school lunch a couple times a week, but a couple of the lunches are all right, but a lot of them, uh, a lot of times the school lunch ain't too good. I try to pack something, but... Uh, yeah, for, for Russ and Bear, they, they won't know this because they were out of school when this happened, but uh, the quality of food, and I guess from a taste standpoint versus a nutrition standpoint, uh, changed greatly in the year 2008. Yeah, I don't, I don't, so yeah, it's supposed to be nutritional lunches. I, I don't know what's the freaking nutritional about them. I mean, they, they serve like greasy, they have fries, and they'll have hamburgers and stuff. I don't know what's the nutritional about them, but the, the quality of the meat, and it's just, they're, they're, they're not, you know, very good. We have like two good lunches a week, and 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 the rest of it's not not too great. Well, our, our kids and and our adults, for that matter, are, are really healthy in this country. Re really, a lot of in shape people walking around. Everybody's taking care of themselves, and uh, no no oh, yeah. bad health situations developing out there, getting out of control. I mean, we're we're really um, setting a good example for these young kids. Oh yeah, definitely. Don't certainly. trip over uh, my sarcasm. I'm going to go up oh, yeah. and get more Girl Scout cookies, by the way. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing it, Russ. Let's I'll let you guys go, and uh, it's going to be a fun uh, SEC tournament. i got a feeling it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a wild one in Nashville. We'll see you down there, Joey. Appreciate it. Trey Wallace wants to speak. I did not see his texts. Uh, he, 
he's demanding to be allowed in to the voluntary reaction. Do we have tracking news? Trey, you there? I'm also getting, I'm getting all the shit demanding to be put on. He's going to get the wheel of death. It's the most Trey thing ever. Trey, you got the wheel of death, dude. All right, Trey, here's what you do, Trey. I'm going to remove you from speakers and you request back in. I sent him an invite. I did too. Well, that might have canceled each other out. Now he's just gone. No, I just saw, saw Bear's text from like an hour and a half ago. So there's that. Yeah, people what said, about that group? like, I have I to go have back and like clean out the old text box after these things. What's funny is I was uh, went to send Davey and Chance a text about the problem we had on Thursday when everything went haywire technically at the top of that hour, Russ. And so I pull up that group and I start reading through the old text in it. And there aren't many. And I am like insanely angry at Hudson over something. I, I still have no idea what it was over. Couldn't tell. Yeah, I, like that was the first text I saw in there. I got a new phone uh, back about a year ago, so I'd lost a lot of those old conversations. But knowing me, is it could be a plethora of things that pissed probably related. There's Trey. There's Trey. Hey boys, how are y'all? Doing well. How are you, sir? Good, Davey. Hadn't heard from me in a while, man. It's been a minute. How you been? I literally talked to you on Thursday night. Yeah. All right, whatever. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good to hear your voice again. <laughs> What's up, boys? Oh, not much. I just, just hanging out, yeah. uh, solving the world's problems, breaking things down to levels beyond scientific. Yeah, Duke Tennessee came out and they got themselves a win tonight. The SEC's been kind of blown up today. The old. Texas A&M taking the loss. Vanderbilt, for the first time since, what, 2017, has swept Florida in basketball. and uh, It was a weird day. Auburn got drubbed. That was disgusting. Uh, Uh-oh, War Eagle Wallace letting it show through a little oh, there. Oh, piss off. Oh, I didn't mean it like that. I'm just saying they getting beat by over. You, a little trigger, Trey? Little little war out? Kidding. Your boy I knew Trump. it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> They went up to corrupt arena and got the treatment. Uh, 32 points. Yeah. And then, then you got freaking Mississippi State coming out of nowhere. Now they're on the, I mean, it looks like they could get in the darn tournament now. I mean, it, uh, you know, Bruce needs to, after, at the end of this season, he needs to take a sabbatical, uh, lose some weight, shave, maybe go to a tailor and get his mojo back. Go to that uh, Aaron Rodgers darkness retreat. I didn't say go in there. The video and, you know, that play, place. play with your poo and do drugs. That Russ. place looks crazy. I would pay to see that. Like, I saw a video on YouTube, and they had set up infrared cameras in that little retreat thing. And oh boy, some dude went down in there for four days. I'd pay money to see Bear try to do that for four days. Nah, no thanks. Or you just your body starts now. Your brain starts naturally uh, tripping. Yeah. Balls, no thanks. I don't. I've never been big on just sitting in sitting in a damn dark room. Is that what happens? Yeah. Start hallucinating in there? Yeah, that's part of it. I mean, no one's Star Child. He's probably doing other drugs, but yeah, that 
like that. Uh, sensory deprivation chamber. This was like a random dude, man. I'll send y'all the video. It was crazy. It was, it's, I think it's. I've I've wanted to try that the uh, the flotation tank or whatever the what do you sensory call those deprivation tanks. Yeah. The one I want to try and the world record I think is four minutes. It's um, uh, it's somewhere in the Midwest. It's a quiet room, and <laughs> the longest anybody's lasted in there is four minutes. Like what? Yeah, you can. Li- I'll what? Look- yeah, please send an article to, to so we can do some more research. Yeah, I'm gonna need well, well, no, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking. I'm thinking three things at once. I'll talk about it on the show on Monday. Why is it hard to stay in? Um, apparently, okay. I think it's like after 30 seconds, you can like start to hear your body. Like your body's the only thing that is audible in the room, and when I say your body, like. Your heart. So you start freaking stomach, out. You can hear your blood pumping through your veins. There's like, it's, I, it's, I don't know how many millions of dollars. It looks wild as hell on the inside Mission of it. impossible shit. That, um, but yeah, like, but I think the, the record, anybody stayed in there is like three or four minutes. Like you have to get out of it. It'll make you crazy. <laughs> the stuff you find, bro, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, I set up a lot at night surfing the internet. And I had a I lot of time. The New York Post article, uh, February 2nd, uh, says the longest anyone can stay in the quietest room in the world, no one can stay in for more than an hour. Man, this is real. Okay, Barry. I mean, I, I doubt you. But... Yeah, no. I mean, I read I read an article. I mean, it, I probably came across it on Twitter, social media somewhere. Clickbait. I'll read any of those. I'm their target. After a few minutes, you'll start to hear your heart, your own heartbeat. A few minutes after that, you can hear your bones grinding and blood flowing. The point of the anechoic chamber is that you will hear nothing, but that it will remove all other outside noise and allow you to hear the endless sounds of your own body. That does sound pretty cool. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's unsettling, but uh, I'd, I'd like to see what that's like. Be torture. Only in death is the body completely silent. So I wonder what it would sound like if you recorded something in there. <laughs> completely dead room. Probably has good sound quality for a podcast. This is uh, it's pretty fascinating. It looks like uh, the soundproofing on the walls beer reminds me of Ad Astra where Brad Pitt went to read that message to his dad. Yeah. Yeah. And we need to get that some of that for the uh, White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios, Fan Run Radio. That low-key may be one of my all-time favorite movies. And I don't know why. It's not that good of a movie. It's not better than Interstellar. No, Interstellar's unreal. Yeah, that movie is pretty... That was good. It's kind of weird, the whole robot thing. I don't know what the hell that thing was. I kept following him, but like... Other than that, it was pretty good. Okay, I'm off the room thing. What's going on, boys? Man, not much. Yeah, what are we gonna? The I mean, the two big questions yeah. is Tennessee gonna fold in March? And when you have a forty point win, you kind of like run out of topics of, of the game pretty quickly. The topic. I mean, I thought the topic of Tennessee's game was that man. They, uh, 
I would like to see what this team looks like with a fully healthy lineup for one game. They haven't had a fully healthy lineup since the start of the season. I think nine games they've played this year with their full allotment of players available. Yeah. I mean, you have to think Josiah Jordan James have been out for you know a while before the ankle thing to start the season. Uh, Phillips is handling his stuff. Tyree Key, well, I guess rolls an ankle during warm-ups. It looks like it does something <laughs> like that. Uh, I hate Craig, so you, bad. Have you, have you heard anything about Julian Phillips and what he might be looking to do for his future as of late? Probably not be at Tennessee. I mean, go do other things. Like, as in, go play basketball, you know, at the next level if you can. Don't, probably don't want to win I mean, much. I mean, I, I always kind of had been under the impression like it was going to be a one-and-done type year. Um, but as obviously not being able to play as of late, uh, I'm curious if uh, scouts have kind of maybe not seen enough to where his uh, stock could be dropping. They didn't really know exactly I, where he was at in that regard. I think, so I, I, I don't know if it was you. I was talking with somebody. I, I thought I saw like a mock draft of him like 30, 23rd, 24th uh, in the first round. I don't know. I, I haven't looked in the last day or so, but I, I think that's him. I mean, it, you know, it's been a couple of games now for him. So, you know, and the fact that for Tennessee, for Josiah Jordan James to come out and play tonight, when you know he's not, well, he says he wasn't 100%, but you know he's not 100%. And, you know, I was, I was talking to folks about that. It was it was more or less, it's like, he finally get tired of sitting on the bench, you know? He was ready to contribute, no matter if he was sitting at 75% or not, you know? I mean, it's kind of... Hope he saved some jump shots for this week. I'm going to need him. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, – that's going to be the last – yeah, Tuesday, man, Nick Smith is so damn good uh, for Arkansas, even though they got beat today um, down there in that crap show that's going on right now in Tuscaloosa, just where, I mean, it, it gets it gets bad when you have to uh, apologize for a pregame introduction. Like, you can't even get that right. Like so, it's just been a it's just been a rough week down there in Tuscaloosa. Now, I'm just talking about the basketball program. I'm not talking about the family and loss of life and all that. I'm just talking about they can't get on the right page when it comes to communications down there. Yeah, um, that's a mess down there right now. I and mean, you think and, the basketball uh, ops guy? And I don't look. It's a pregame thing. They've been doing it all year long, but I get it right now. The sentiment, I understand that, but it's like, you know, your basketball ops guy has got to be like, you know. Well, you would think they would have a meeting, a, a team, a program meeting, and say, look, guys, here, here's the deal. Like, you, you just have to be really sensitive. No more references to, to shooting. Nobody's saying that Brandon Miller's guilty of anything here, but we can't do anything, you know, that alludes in any way to violence, gun violence, anything. You just have to, you've got a huge um, spotlight on you right now. And you have to be very, very careful how you conduct yourself because uh, our public image is taking a beating. And that's not going away either. I mean, you got this week. uh, I'll be interested to see if they keep players from talking to the press. uh, And then, you know, you got, and then you come to Nashville, you know, where you're you're in front of guys and media members that 
you're not in front of every day down in Tuscaloosa, you know, and there's going to be more questions, you know, from national media that get to attend. Uh, and if they, if they continue trying to handle it like they're doing it now, and I get it, hey, you know, their SID is like, all right, let's talk about the basketball game. Can't talk about the other stuff. But it's to me, it's like, well, you didn't have a problem talking about the other stuff earlier in the week. So it wasn't like by law that you couldn't talk about it. You just now you're not talking about it because every time you say something, you sound dumb. Hey, Trey, can you do some digging and find out if Nate Oates is on the spectrum? The spectrum? <laughs> I, no joke, man. I, I, think the, I think the guy's autistic. He can't feel empathy, or at least he can't show it. I mean, if he's trying to act, I'll just be honest. I've seen better acting in pornos. Um, I mean, I mean, it's, it's been a struggle of a week for the guy. He's not good behind the mic. I understand it's not a situation you want to be in, but, uh, I think it's almost impossible to handle it any worse than he has. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with that. And then, you know, after the game, uh, Steven Gonzalez, SID down there for basketball, had to tell Nate Oates, you know, after he gives his talk to his team, Hey, by the way, uh, during the game while you were coaching, uh, your team was absolutely getting destroyed again for your pregame introductions. And I'm sure Nate Oates was like, what, WTF? What? Okay, so now I gotta, I'm going to go in here and I'm going to answer questions for this now? It's like, it's just nonstop, man. <laughs> just look dumb. So, Who is your favorite pornographic actor, Davey? Yeah, that's good. Oh, that's a good question. I... I wouldn't say I have a favorite, but the most notable, um, and I think almost everyone would, would put this guy in that question would be Johnny Sins. Do you remember? Because (laughs) that, that is a, it's a direct take that baby. It's okay. I understand that's not good, but do you remember when people were, (laughs) they, they put his face, his face is on everything. I get it. This is going to be a bad look. No, I know what you're talking (laughs) about. It's, it's, gonna be it's, a bad it's, look. it's it's not gonna be a bad look. It is, it a, is bad a bad look, look. Dave. Fine. Fine. Um, Alexis Texas. Let's throw another name. No, out it's there. okay. Let's... I know what you're talking about. Like they they Rod like they do them at football games and baseball. <laughs> Dirk Diggler. I was going for more of how like during COVID people were posting pictures of that guy in a That's coat a on doctor. like old Mrs. Cups that were going out to the public. <laughs> I understand. This is, again, bad look for me. Oh, oh well. <laughs> really, I just stole the quote it's from okay, the movie, man. It's The Ringer. okay, man. 2023, Davey. It's, it's, you know. Yeah. You, uh, yeah, bro, you're good, man. We're all, I, no homophobia here. I actually, I actually stole that quote from The Ringer, if you remember Mark. Um, one of the With guys Johnny that uh, accused Johnny Knoxville of uh, pretending to be mentally challenged. Yeah. He's just like, I've seen better acting in pornos. And it was, it was a funny line. I do, I do know what you're talking about in that movie. So who's your favorite, Russ? I don't, I don't watch pornography. He can't say Ron Jeremy because he's Yeah, I can't even woke. pronounce it. <laughs> he's a, oh, yeah, Russell's real right, woke. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Pamela Anderson. Okay. I call her a porn star. She. I mean, well, she tried. They should have paid that dude they had working on their house. Nobody would have ever seen that video. They got with by they, the way, Barrett, you brought that up. That series on Hulu with Seth Rogen. 
Yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched that. I just, I knew the story. I read that recently, like how that tape got Yeah, out. that was wild. That's what it's about. Like Seth Rogen is the guy that like breaks in, like comes across it. I, it was like two years ago, but yeah, it was wild. And that Lily, um, I forgot her name. Last name is Lily. I think some British actress. She's the one that starred as Pamela Anderson. Girth Brooks. Girth Brooks. <laughs> Man, how dare y'all talk? Make fun of Garth Brooks. Oh, all the, I will. I will say this, Davey. All, Trey and the, Tanner Carson are going to get upset if we start trashing Garth Brooks. I'll just go ahead. Dudes have uh, the better porn names than the girls in in that industry. Well, there's some people out there with some pretty bad radio names as well. So, I guess as far as that goes, the uh, you know it's it's not about the for the women. It's not about the name. I, you, they can be named whatever. Dudes are gonna watch. So the girl's named Tony. What? Nothing. Never mind. I'm not going down this road. What'd y'all think of your baseball team tonight? Trey had to make yeah, it weird. Let's get Matthew in here. But hey, Russ, Russ, what about Rocky Ball Boner? <laughs> <laughs> what? You guys are you guys are ignorant. Matthew, what's up? <laughs> I, uh, I I guess I'm with you, Russell. I don't have a favorite either. I don't I don't really get into that either. That's that's too funny though for Trey and Davey. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the fact that Davey, you led with, yeah, there's this guy. <laughs> Not a good look. I get it. <laughs> Trying to think of something, and I'm like, yeah. Davey's wishing he could hit the Zach Morris timeout. <laughs> Doc Brown time machine this thing about 10 minutes ago. Yeah, it's still not as bad of a day as Nate Oates' hat or a week as Nate Oates' hat. <laughs> not um, well, you know, not to steer away from, you know, the adult entertainment field, I'd, I'd love to talk about tonight's game a little bit more. And uh, I guess here's my question for you guys is, as you watch Meshack develop into a player, does he not kind of resemble a younger Josh Richardson to y'all a little bit? Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's some similarities there for sure. I mean, when Richardson came in, he hadn't really developed a shot. He, he was very – an off the ball type of player and he, and he, he got better as he progressed. And, you know, I feel like I'm not saying Meshack is going to be Josh Richardson 2.0 reincarnated, but I mean, he went two for two tonight and that's not a lot of good data, but I feel like the more he plays, he just seems to create a lot of good, at least accountability for some good shots, shot selections. And I never thought I'd say this, but he may be, you know, a guy that you're going to, probably lean on maybe a little bit because as Davey has said before, March Madness is about your guard play. And, you know, tonight was a lot better performance. I mean, it's against a lackluster opponent in South Carolina, but I mean, to beat somebody by 40 points and to shoot, you know, 40% from three, I mean, I mean, I'll take that all night long. It's just going to be, here's a, here's, here's another question I really would like to kind of dive into is, you know, Santi's one for nine. Um, I love Santiago Vescovi. He's a great player. But it's almost – I'm wondering, do you feel like Santiago Vescovi should be looking for the assist more now if he, when, he's, when, he, when he's having shooting slumps like this? Or do you think you just shoot through these bad shooting nights? 
Yeah. Um, boy, I, I, I don't know, man. Um, that's hard. It's so hard to say with him this year. He's been sick. What he's been sick twice. He's, you know, he's coming off what sounds like some kind of illness earlier in the week when he almost didn't play against Texas A&M. He's been battling that shoulder, uh, shoulder issue all season. I think if you ask me what I think would help Vescovy, but it's, we're too deep into the season now. We can't afford to do oh, it. Yeah. It's, you know, the injuries is, I think, rest. yeah, just do it the night off. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is I think he's still – he, like, if the game comes down to it in March, I want it either drawn up for Santi or drawn up for Josiah. I think that's – any both – any rational Tennessee fan will say draw it up for either one of those guys. And The, the problem is, is is night in and night out, it, it all goes back to with this team is it's consistency. Yeah. You never know because there's no guarantee which night um, who's going to be looking like Vescovy did tonight or who's going to be Triple J. I mean, tonight, Triple J's performance tonight was has been the exception, not the rule this season. Asante was also, you know, last two years you know, before this season, he was I – didn't, I don't know when it clicked, but, you know, he came in and, yeah, he caught on fire like – first couple games but man he was such a good uh his assist highlights were fantastic i mean you had a guy you know he remember he, he was never scared to go down the baseline and fire the guy like that was santi vescovi's thing um and even you know finding guys in the paint it's just it feels different with him watching him at times this season he takes some shots man that Maybe just aren't his. He's not getting good looks. Hey, we, we we do need to give it up for Santi. Had uh, one of the smoothest assists of the season tonight when he dropped that one to Urosh. Yeah. See, kind of no look bounce pass. That was sweet. Yeah. I wish you were sort of dunked it instead of just laying. Well, in. that's what he's going to do. He's either going to bring it down once, or he's going to try to lay it in. That's that's Euros. Well, I'll I'll leave y'all some some time to kind of let some more callers get in here, but. The last thing I'll say, and this is a really good topic that we talked about, and I see Houston's listening to tonight, so he'll know where I'm going with this. But, you know, guys like Josiah James, who have really battled through some injuries and have been a, a key part to this team's success, um, a question that I'll leave y'all with is with how poor of evaluation we have been in the portal and whether that's just the system that Coach Barnes runs or just us not – getting the right guys, I don't know what you want to say, but you, we can all agree that the portal has not been good to Tennessee. Would you try to recruit a guy back like Josiah James, Olivier Kamwa, Santiago Vescovi, or would you try to go out and get somebody in the portal like, I don't know, I hate to say it, but just any other guy to compete for next year's roster, or would you want to recruit a couple I, of those guys back? And I'll let y'all talk about that. No, our track record on, on the transfer portal is, is not great. Barnes Thanks, Matthew. Matthew. Well, they, they got, well, they they almost got caught thing. last year. I mean, that's, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I would welcome any of these guys, including Urosh, including Key. I don't think Key can, but I would welcome any of these guys back because it just seems like Barnes does best with veteran players who's been in his system. Like, his programs are at their best when he has juniors and seniors who've played with him for a while. And as Bear alluded to, his track record with these transfers sucks. Like we just have not had any 
unless I'm blanking, Dave, you correct me, like uh, like all these transfers he brings in, these grad transfers don't work out, man. Key well, hasn't worked out. Just let's let's show out. some respect for Lou Evans. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like we have high hopes for all these dudes and they never have a high impact. So, I mean, for me, that's an easy one. I, I want Triple J back. I want Santi back, Urosh, Kamwa, any of those guys. I would welcome back with open arms. Would you get the same? I would just say Davey, it's more of Davey, like, like Davey, you probably have good. Would you get the same Triple J back? I mean, you, he's been dealing with stuff all season long. You know, he's not playing healthy now. And yeah, I'm sure you know Barnes are taking back David Rust, but like, would it be something like Fulkerson coming back for that last year where wasn't as productive, but he was a leader on the team type of deal? It could be. I would say, like, it just really depends on what you know you have coming back and whether or not you you think you have the piece that's going to best complement what's there. Um, I, I wouldn't just make it as simple as, uh, oh, yeah, I know I can get one of the guys I currently have back versus go out and take a shot on an unknown in the portal. It really just kind of depends on what team you've built to this point. And, I mean, I guess we could kind of speculate on what that's going to look like. But, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a couple of guys that – want to go into the portal and aren't coming back anyway that maybe we're, we're anticipating it just there's a lot that remains to be seen but when it comes to triple j i just i don't know if his body can handle much more i mean if he's missed this much time it's kind of listed as like what a chronic knee injury that's not exactly something i, I feel co- super confident in and for, for a long term like I, I said it a couple months ago or weeks ago i, I just don't see triple j having much potential at the pro career just because I don't think he can stay healthy. Yep. I tend to agree. It's going to be really interesting to see what he does with this roster after the season. I mean, you've got your core. Like if I had to name, all right, here, here, here'll be a fun exercise starting five next year. Obviously Ziegler, I'm going to put Meshack in there. I think I think those two start. Um, Adu and Awaka, probably in a two big two big man look. Unless Estrella comes in and is just dominating, I, I don't think I'm necessarily penciling in Awaka at this point. Um, and then maybe uh, hell, Freddie, oh, Freddie Buckets. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we don't really know, like. None of those guys you mentioned is a guy I feel confident with, like Ziegler dumping it off and them hitting a, a deep shot. And I feel like you need to have somebody out there that's able to provide up. that type of offense. Adu stepped up on – he stepped up defensively a lot. He's, he's playing – he's he's developing. Right. Not he's your, developing. Not your shooter yet. You know what I mean? That you're going to go to with five seconds left in the game. He, he and Meshack have had nice sophomore seasons. I'm higher on Awaka than you are, Davey. I, I think he makes a big sophomore jump. I mean, he's just – he's a Rick Barnes guy. I, I don't think he's going to be like a, you know, a 20-point-a-night guy, but I, I think he can be a really nice player in this league. I just – I hope you're right, and that's definitely uh, – the potential's there. I, I just – I don't know. For whatever reason, I think Estrella's going to come in and just light it up. You do? Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I'm just really confident in that kid. I mean, that'd be, you know, we're going to play. It, it it gets back into the thing conversation we've had many times about it. it doesn't matter who starts. It matters who finishes. I mean, the, those are the three big men that we know of. 
you know, it'd be nice if one of the seniors would come back or maybe they add a, a portal guy or uh, maybe Cade Phillips and can, can play a little bit. But, you know, it's a, that's a nice three-man rotation between Estrella, Awaka, and Adu. No dominant players in there, but... Uh, well, here's the, here's, the, here's the question is... Our three out of our three top 100 play freshmen, top 100 freshmen that we have on the team right now, do you think all three of those guys are going to be back next year? Probably not. I hope so. I mean, I would I would think Dillion would. Like, why would you transfer before you've even played? Yeah, like he he hasn't been here long enough to uh, get in Barnes's doghouse. Yeah, so. But, I mean, just the law of averages, usually one of those guys tra- – I, I hope not, man. It'd be cool to see DJ and BJ get some opportunities. But it's college basketball, man. It's The situation, as they say, is fluid. need to figure out who you're, who's your, who your dagger guy is going to be next year. Straight up stone cold shooter. Well, I think that's going to be Freddie Buckets. Meshack. Like, we haven't seen BJ get to shoot it yet. He's got a nice looking stroke, man. I think he's going to be fine. Barnes will give him some confidence. He looked better tonight, especially yeah. at that end of the game where he left him in and he was he's probing to... a little, you know. He's, yeah. he's not just he standing that... out on the perimeter. He wasn't also scared that he was going to get yanked. I mean, that's good. Yeah. Let him play like, free because he was able to. Able to get comfortable at dish, he had to a walk on that dunk at the end of the game was was good. So he can. I mean, you talk about somebody who can shoot from three, he can. Well, all right, gentlemen. Uh, anything else we need to address this evening? Any more thoughts on Johnny Sins's? Discussion? Oh yeah, I've, I've got a couple. I've got a few more names for it. What about Justine Beaver? Here's what I here's what I really love, Russ. Richard Cheese. <laughs> he's uh he's that lounge singer guy. What? Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the list. Buster Hyman. Have you never heard of have you never heard Richard Cheese? No. no. Oh, that stuff is great. He does like lounge covers of pop songs. He's also like, a porn star? No, no. I I, I don't know <laughs> what maybe there I I don't know. I mean, I, I will defer to Davey on the male porn stars. Hustle. But uh, Davey, you heard of Luke Thighwalker? <laughs> no, I'm trying to think back to when I watched Zach and Miriam make a porno and some of the names they used in that one, though. Right. Now, you need bear for real. You need to go check out some Richard uh, Cheese I'll, on I'll, YouTube I'll check it when we get off here in a few minutes. Uh, I'm just, I'm just seeing ones. That, these are, these are incredible. Rod Longstaff. And, and Zach and Mary, they were going to do like a, a Star Wars themed porno, and it was called Star Horse. I remember that movie. <laughs> that was uh, seen it. That was a real classic. Uh, Seth Rogen and Elizabeth Banks. Talk about like somebody going from making a movie like that to all of a sudden just being a you know worth over like two hundred million dollars. Elizabeth Banks. Good lord. She, she just directed a film by the name of Cocaine Bear. Yeah. I haven't gotten to see that yet. Anyhow, my closing thoughts, Russ, to get back to the subject at hand, would be, is that what you were asking for? Just any closing thoughts? Yeah, hold up, though. I want to get Westchester in here. 
No good yeah, lord. A late addition. Baseball situation figured out. Westchester, you there? I am here. How are you guys? Doing good. How are you, man? I am good. I am good. Um, have we talked about? Uh, I just got. I just got back from the bar, so I apologize. We talked about the uh, Arkansas game at all. The fact that we got to play them after they. Uh, actually, we got a better chance after they kind of crapped the bed against Alabama, right? I mean, we beat a team that took Alabama to overtime in their last game tonight by forty. So I don't. I don't read too, but I mean, Arkansas is good. They got some good players on there. You know, they've had obviously injuries and inconsistency, kind of like us this season. You know, Tennessee is going to have to to play well. Um, I would anticipate the Vols being what five and a half point favorite. Yeah, six, seven, something like that. It's only not twenty three and a half, right? It's also two back to back road games for <laughs> Arkansas. Yeah, Tennessee covered the spread. <laughs> They covered the spread and the overhead by half a point. How good is Vegas, you know? A half a point on the over-under. Amazing. Um, guys, uh, <laughs> baseball won the day without the coach, which is just, I don't want to get in. Y'all don't want to be here long enough for me to get into how stupid it is. It's all been covered on Twitter, you know. You can you can bring a guy a gun to shoot somebody in basketball, but you can't uh, – you can't talk to a recruit in, in baseball. You know, NCAA is so stupid. We all know that. They're they're so they're so back ass words. They don't know what's going on. I mean, the NCAA. Josh Elander undefeated as interim manager. <laughs> really good point. I mean, we all know how bad backwards they are. But I mean, does Vitello really need to be suspended for this? I mean, why is the NCAA yeah. still alive? Why, why does all have to say in all in, in anything? I mean, it's still alive because change in the way amateur sports are done in the United States is going to happen slowly because there is so much money being made in these sports. Golly, what an incredible dunk this Ole Miss player just had. Um, change in this sport is going to happen slowly because the people who are raking in all the money. Right now, the university presidents, chancellors, athletics directors, coaches, they don't want it to change. They don't want to stop being millionaires, which is what's going to happen if they have to start paying the kids. So they're going to fight this stuff tooth and nail. And the only time things change are when players sue. These lawsuits take forever to wind through the courts. They always win. The, The kids always win. The NCAA always loses. And so rather than, you know, there's no heroes in this thing. There's no there's no adults in positions of power standing up and say, you know what, this is the way this is headed. We're really going to pay these kids, so let's just go ahead and rip the bandaid off and do it. It's so it's just happening slowly. I mean, was there, a, a steady drip. Was there a lawsuit filed in this one that I haven't heard about with Tony? Yeah. No. no, but I mean, there was a lawsuit. You know, you, you've had the NIL thing. I mean that went all the way to the Supreme Court. And that's a small part of this with Tony Steele. And yeah. But I, uh, I, I don't want to give I don't want to give Houston any credit, but um, I know he's I know he's Bears biggest fan, but uh, the uh, the thing I don't want to give him too much credit for is I think he's kinda right. Like 
he asked, so like, is this, he asked on Twitter, is this the tip of the iceberg? And as a Tennessee fan, like, are we, how worried are we about this Fidel suspension? Is it, is it done? Is it, are we, are we good? We move forward or is this just going to be like all season long? I mean, I don't want to be like the whole, I don't want to be, you know, the negative guy I usually am, but I mean, where are we on this? Like realistically, are we cool? Trey, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but I mean, Tony's the one that self-imposed this, well, right? So, so, you know, I whatever. I've spent the almost last two weeks just digging, and and I've always like it was known that there was problems uh, with Maui for for a while now. I mean, it's not you know it's it, they Tennessee thought they were going to get it handled you know before that season opener. So yeah, Davey, like so getting to your point. This was something that Tony Vitello and the compliance office and the administration have been talking about because Tony Vitello was the one that, you know, according to multiple sources on my end, was the one that brought this thing up to potentially do. Um, now, were there different intentions at first? Yeah, I would probably say that Vitello was hoping that maybe if they suspend him or he spends up blah, 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 that then that would make Maui eligible. I think now it's turned into something where suspending now means you're not on the way to Baton Rouge, Louisiana in a month and a half or Arkansas, wherever, and all of a sudden the NCAA decides to hit you with the suspension then. That's what's going on right now with this, is that Tennessee's trying to be, let me rephrase that, Vitello, and with the help of Tennessee, trying to be proactive on this. It's not like this, and this is like, the, like it's not like this is like new. Like, Tennessee is known about this. This, is, this has nothing to do with Tennessee purchasing a plane ticket before they got a transcript. So you have to separate that. Like, it has nothing to do with that. This is a completely different infraction, which Tennessee pretty much admitted to in their statement which was weird in itself, and I don't have time to talk about all that. But, so like with Vitello, I don't know if this is the end of it yet. Uh, I've talked with some people today about that, and I feel like this little Monday update they're trying to hold off, what that did was is that actually gave them more time to figure out, okay, is it enough, or how much longer are we going to suspend him for? Right. That's Trey, what it did. Trey, I've never said anything bad about you on air, on on Twitter, on on anything, and I I don't mean to offend you. I hope I didn't offend you. I wasn't I wasn't questioning your your credentials. I'm just a Tennessee fan that always wants to keep the couple on going. Are we done or where are we? Like I wasn't. I, I want you to understand. Oh, I that, didn't take that at all. No, I didn't even okay. know you were talking like this. Oh, I didn't take. No, I was trying to. No, I was just trying to explain. Like right, it's right. Hard right. To, I think it's hard, and Russ and Bear and Davey would agree, because we've, we've talked about this all week long. It's it's hard for people, when they think of tampering, you know, they think of, okay, it was some kind of phone call or an attempt or some different direct. No, this is, a lot of people would, would also name this as, or say this is impermissible contact. Right. So... And this is going to come up, by the way. Like, this is not going to be some big secret. Not, like, I have a feeling that Tennessee is going to try to explain it in their ways. But what I'm telling you, and like, 
and talk with folks. This is this is impermissible contact, and they thought this thing had kind of gone in the direction of okay, it's going to be over. Well, you've got <laughs> other programs out there that don't particularly like what Tennessee's doing, and they decide to pick up the phone and make a phone call and say, oh, maybe you should look into this a little bit more. Right. Right. Because we like the, we like the fur coat and we like the, the bat flips and, you know, we're, we're the program that's running college baseball. So whatever we do wrong has to be under the microscope, depending on, you know, it doesn't matter how much, how much, how much smaller it is than everything else is going on. Yeah, I know. We're we're kind of the target, right? It's also too, it's not like Tennessee, this was, I asked somebody in the NIL industry about this. It's not like Tennessee is out there and has just buttloads of money for NIL when it comes to baseball. Um, so for folks thinking that like all these star players, oh, they're right, right, right. right, they're not. And that's what I'm trying to get across with like, when it comes to Maui, like the, the, the dumb figures that were thrown out there at first by people were just ridiculous. And uh, I think that, you know, for him, unfortunately, guys, like, you know, for the young man, always look out for the young man in these situations. He's not being able to play baseball right now. And, and here's the thing, like, and I'll kind of end it like this. Like, yes, Tony was guilty of committing an NCAA violation, as the university stated, as I've stated. But also, you know, it was, it was Maui as well. Like, Maui knows the rules. You know, I know you can't put all the blame on the young man and it's a coach and it's a head coach that does it and blah, blah, blah. And Russ, we've had that conversation. I just feel like, you know, they both didn't help the situation, I guess. Best way no, and I, I feel like there's a, especially in a sport like baseball where it's the only, um, it's the only major men's sport where every starter doesn't have a, a full scholarship. You know, you have four and a half or five and a half scholarships for your whole team and it's only, you know, NIL can really, really benefit some of these smaller sports. And that's your BYU. Or- Westchester, what bar were you at tonight? I was at the Hive. Were you at your, you were at the yeah. Hive, the home base? Yeah. They know you well there. I know. When you walk in, do they just bring you, do you have like a go-to order? They just bring it to you? Yeah, it's PBR. They bring it to me. Where's the Hive? PBR. He doesn't drive, man. He Ubers oh. everywhere. He's responsible. Do you, do you, are you comfortable with me telling? Uh, we're almost done here. What do we have? Uh, 203 people in here. Uh, who, what your hey, Westchester's home base it, is? It's your, it's, your free, it's your free advertising. You go ahead and do it. Westchester hangs. And I, I've been there with him. It's, it's, it's a good time. The uh, Applebee's on Cedar Bluff. Yeah. It's the hive. That's his really? spot. The beer is cold. The food is warm. Hey, Russ, are you familiar with Tammy Salami's work? We watched the first half of my West High Rebels rousing state championship victory over, uh, who was it, Paige? Who, who did we beat? Yeah, it was Paige. Hey, Paige. hey Russ, I'm still waiting on my, my, my shirt from that, from uh, the championship game. Uh, I, see you have, sure. I see you have yours, and you have not attended a whole game, a game all year, and I'm still waiting on mine. Those those shirts are reserved only for West High graduates, Westchester. I guess not posers. I guess I. uh, The Applebee's on Cedar Bluff. 
the Apple. What are you confused here. about here, Trey? You are aware of what Applebee's chain restaurants no, are, yes, right? I'm saying, where the hell is the Applebee's on Cedar Bluffs? Like, I live off. Across the street from Nama. Uh, okay. All right. At that huge intersection. Okay. Thanks. Sorry. North Peters. Sorry. <laughs> okay. And the old Dick's Sporting Goods. Where I, I, I was in there today doing a little browsing, man. It, the 20% off KYS. Shout out to the dads out there who uh, enjoyed those significant savings today. At uh, the Going, Going, Gone, formerly Dick's Sporting Goods, you can find some real good deals in there as long as we're just giving away. Um, really? Not just like a, oh yeah, it's a bunch of off-brand shit. Oh okay, I, I wandered in there one I mean, day yeah, for, 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 for oh yeah for for high rollers like Bear that only wear uh, <laughs> you know name brands. They won't buy a shirt if it costs less than a hundred bucks. Bear won't buy a shirt if it costs more than three dollars. What are you talking about? Bear is a Tommy Bahama type of guy. Westchester, thank you, my friend. Love you guys. Peace. <laughs> Hey, hey, Davey, speaking of dicks, are you familiar with the work of one Robin Hood? I think that's a woman. No, that's a dude. Sure. Yeah, I'm looking at this list here. Are you looking at a list bear, or are you looking at... What is that? Robin Hood, or what did you say? Throbin Hood. Kelly Lingus? She looks like she's talented. Oh, last one, That's Russ. Not... This one's for you, buddy. Oh, yeah, weird, man. Tom Wanks. <laughs> Roberto, what's up, man? Oh, my gosh. Um, is it weird that I didn't even really watch? I mean, I, I tuned in, I guess, for a few minutes of the game, but I just watched the baseballs. Is it weird that that's where I'm at? The basketball season's already dead for me. Damn, it's dead for you. I'm just bored of it. Like I hate it. Dead for you? They, they, they're just why? <laughs> they're so inconsistent that they're not fun to watch. You, that crew that's not allowing themselves, which you are admittedly now a member, you just admitted to everybody. Yeah, it's ruined. We're number we eleven forty tonight. Uh, yeah, Roberto was awesome. We're number eleven. We're, we should, if we take care of business this week, end up with a double buy. The SEC tournament. We're probably going to be on either on the three or four line. Fuck. God, you guys. Job on those that guys. Tennessee fan base. Geez. I remember we used to hope for a fucking NIT bit around here. Spoiled ass rotten you guys are. You I guess you did. all you want to do about March Whoa. and all that. Damn. Yeah. Easy. Bear, 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 dog cussing me back into being a fan. That's that's what just happened. I guess I guess I'll see. I'll just keep pulling for the Vols after all these years. Only in Tennessee. Well, I mean, like, like Trey. I I know I know you and your boys down in in War Eagle Land. You know you've got King Bruce down there, and and you know you get to have fun all the time. Even when you suck, you play fun. But I am glad that they won. I'm not disappointed, but it's just like, man, we've let so many great opportunities to even get a better seed slip through our fingers. It almost made me angry trying to watch the game. Well, the good part about it is for your Tennessee team is that they're probably going to start their tournament off in Greensboro. So, I mean, maybe that's better for get to go get to go lose to North Carolina. Yeah, as long as you don't have to play Duke in the second round. Duke's crushing uh, Virginia Tech right now, I think, too, aren't they? Duke's going to freaking sneak in, aren't they? 
Duke's going to sneak into the tournament, aren't they? Somebody, it was uh, Torres tweeted out that it's going to really suck for whoever ends up over in that uh, bracket with Kentucky sitting there to six or seven seed this year. Kentucky's going to ride our net three rating and one other or two other good wins, and they're going to end up getting, yeah, like you said, I don't even know if they wouldn't get a little bit lower into maybe that eight, nine game and end up upsetting the one seed. They're very talented and they're playing, Russ, you said it, they're, they're playing as good as anybody in the conference right now, including Alabama. Tennessee got a shot to potentially play Kentucky again in the SEC tournament, as usual. I want want no part of that. So, so what's the deal with with Wheeler? Have they finally figured out that they're better without him? Uh, Yeah, you know, it was so lucky. He got – wasn't it that he got hurt right before he had to – they had to play us, and Calipari lucked into him not playing, and the next thing you know, like they – they go on this huge streak. We launched them because he sucks. And then he came back and they sucked again. Yeah. But I think he's figured it out now. Yeah. It's funny too, because all their uh, mouth breathing fans were telling him, uh, you know, for we, for weeks leading up to that, that they were better off without him. And it's like, <laughs> he, he can't give in, you know, to the fans. It's kind of Barnes does the same thing, right? It's like, I, you know, I, yeah. I, I'm the guy. I know the stuff. You don't know the stuff. Yeah. And then when he has to not play him out of necessity and it becomes obvious, like he can't fall back on it. Now he's just got to play his better lineups. Yeah. It's like Barnes lucking into that lineup he used at the end of games last year. And then he, he kind of stumbled into something when we made our comeback against Missouri earlier this year with the small lineup, but he's refused to go back to that, which doesn't make any sense to me when we're struggling from the field. Uh, I am glad that Triple J's back. Uh, you know, I don't know. He always owns South Carolina. The South Carolina boy owns South Carolina, so I'm not sure that he plays as well. But, I, I, you know, I was half kidding. I hope you guys heard me being tongue-in-cheek. Like, I really didn't watch much of the game tonight, and I'm I'm just kind of – every time I watch this team, it just makes me more frustrated when they blow somebody out like they should tonight. And I look back and I'm like, but we lost to teams we definitely should have beaten because we did X, Y, and Z or didn't do X, Y, and Z. It's just really frustrating to be this inconsistent. Um, that's really all I got on that. And lastly, Trey, I I really respected uh, your writing on the the Tony Vitello and, and Maui Ahuna situation. I, I thought it was a it was a great break. And um Appreciate it, bro. I, I, I'm hoping that this is the end of that on Monday. It's it's he's back and and all that. But it sounds to me, and and you're not going, you're not saying yes or no to this. But it sounds like to me, you just indicated that you don't think Malachi may ever play here. No, I think he. No, I think he will play. I think. Oh, you do. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, I, I misinterpreted no, what no, you were no, saying. You're okay. No, I I think he will play at Tennessee. I I just think that we're past. You do. Yes, Russ. You really do, because I don't. Well, I think we're past the point of this, and this is just me. Speaking and giving an opinion, not a fact. Okay, so we're past the point of this being uh, an eligibility issue, in my opinion. I think we're at a point now where this is actually technically a suspension standpoint from the NCAA, and they're just not ruling on his eligibility. Like that, I mean, that's what comes to my head, because they could, you know, they could have easily, in my opinion, come out and said, okay, well, uh, you're going to be suspended for 
15 games. Just throw a percentage or something like that. If they feel like he did something wrong. That'd be like that'd be like thirty percent of the yeah, games. So like, yeah, I'm, regular yeah just trying, I'm just coming up with a number off the top of my head. Um, but you know, I mean, it's like, uh, yeah, I think he's going to play. And I think like they thought Tennessee was under the impression that things would probably go their way on Friday, meaning that they were going to get some good news, like they were expecting it all week, uh, or it, it, even if not good news, they were expecting something to tell them if he was going to be eligible or not or something. I mean, they didn't get a damn phone call. So um, I think that goes to show you that, you know, and like somebody mentioned to me, you know, the NCAA is closed on Saturday and Sunday. They can't do anything about it, you know, um, which is sarcasm. And that's why Tennessee, in my opinion, kind of, I don't want to say like, it's not this huge backed himself into a corner, but like they said, Monday, we'll have an update. Okay. Well, Monday, really, what could that update be? It could be that Maui is now eligible and they're just trying to keep that under wraps. Uh, Tony Vitello will return and here's why what's going on. Like there's only so much you can say Monday because they pigeonholed themselves by saying we can't comment on ongoing NCAA uh, inquiries or however they put it. Yeah. So I don't know what the hell they were thinking. They didn't know what the hell they were thinking. Mm. Well, guys, I, I, Trey, I really appreciate you weighing in on that. And lastly, I'll just say, guys, I, it is nice to, to be really good in everything. How about that? If nothing else, Tennessee's good in like everything right now. And, uh, that's got to feel good. So, you know, the basketball, it's frustrating, but that doesn't mean they don't make a deep run. That, but that's what everybody that Rick Barnes needs that. And uh, guys, if he can't get it done, and he decides he wants to retire because we're pretty gnarly fan base to deal with, I submit to you, gentlemen and ladies, in here tonight, the Tennessee ought to crawl up to Philadelphia, PA, and beg Jay Wright to take this job. See you. I'm still holding out hope that uh, Barnes can complete the last three or four years on his contract and ride off into the sunset at the same time that Donnie Tindall, the prince who (laughs) promised 10-year show cause, expires and the prophecy can be completed and Big Don can come back to Knoxville to assume his rightful place as head coach of the Vols with... Big gulp by his side. Damn. The gulper. That is my dream. Is that what he has left? Right. He's got three. That's it. Three years. That's all. That's it. I don't know. It was like three or four years. Well, he was. Yeah. See, Barnes has been here. This is Barnes's eighth year. So yeah, he's got. Yeah, he's got two years left. He's got two he more got, years. He got ten years show show costs. Yeah, worst cheater in the history of college sports. Well, his ass will probably end up at my alma mater, South Alabama. Unfortunately, he's he's. Him and Pruitt. How did we get like the worst cheater ever? <laughs> the worst at it in, in Pruitt and football, and then Donnie Temple, which most of his shit he didn't even do here. That is impressive, by the way. He wasn't he wasn't here long enough, so everybody deserves a second chance, Bear. Besides Dave Yeah, Dave. I guess so, bro. Uh I didn't mean to come off that hard. I, I, I poor Roberto caught both barrels on that deal. I don't know. I remember the days when you're a little out of order. A little out of order. No, you insulted him a little bit. Yeah, I got to come in here and 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 create some kind of 
Okay, they, those guys need some pushback on them. That that that, that small minority. Now I'm getting fired up at them again. They're spoiled rotten. Purdue gets. I remember the days in Russell. You did laying in wait. As soon as Tennessee was done with the bowl game, we'd watch about a month and a half of basketball, and then it was nothing from Tennessee until football started back up. Young kids don't know how good you got it right now. I was doing a little uh, research today because somebody on the show asked about Jerry Green and you know why he was fired and we kind of went down that road and somebody was asking me if he really made that Kmart comment and so I was doing just googling it and of course you know I mean if it happened it's in the day and age before of podcasting so there's no audio of it if if there is it's in a vault network vault somewhere probably got burned but they keep um, all that stuff, by the way. But, but I, you know, it's it, it it might be one of those things, kind of like an urban legend or something, or was you know misconstrued or or whatever. But anyway, there's an article that came out in like 2005. Uh, I believe it was in the Gainesville Sun where they interviewed Jerry Green, like four years after he had been gone, as Buzz right. Peterson was flaming out, and it was really interesting because he was talking about. He, in that interview, he said, yeah, he's not surprised Buzz isn't doing well because he felt like our administration wasn't committed to basketball. He said he thought we had a football mentality in basketball where, you know, always looking to run guys off. And um, he said they're just, he didn't think the administration wanted to be good in more than just football and women's basketball. Damn. Little kernel of truth in there. I didn't give that to the Gainesville Sun. What's the connect? That's a. I I don't know. I, I was just googling Jerry Green and Kmart, trying to find evidence of this quote, and couldn't do it. But anyway, and this the same guy who showed up like twenty minutes before tip because he thought our game started at eight o'clock. Get out of here! No way. Here's all sorts of. My favorite Jerry Green story was his best team made it to the Sweet 16, was taking that North Carolina team with Joe Forte and Brendan Haywood to the woodshed. And Forte had a good game against us. But uh, Haywood fouled out like five minutes to go. Tennessee had a eight or ten point lead, something like that. And Carolina battled back and took the lead, won the game. And after the game – um. Uh, somebody's asked about G- Jerry about Haywood, like why they didn't try to take advantage inside without him out there. He said, I just came waiting for him to bring that big seven footer back in. They never did. It's like, yeah, Jerry, he fouled out of the game. <laughs> the NCAA tournament game. He didn't, he didn't realize the biggest uh, NBA guy on the court was, had fouled out. I don't remember. Why that. did we hire that guy again, Russ? What was, what was his, what was his big selling point? Well, he was like the fifth or sixth choice at his introductory press conference. They asked him about because Tennessee had tried to hire um, Kevin Stallings yeah. when he was at Southern Illinois. And yeah, but wasn't that the deal where they called somebody else while they were at Tim Stallings? Floyd? They they were in Kevin Stallings' home, basically with you know the lawyers drawing up a contract, and Doug Dickey wanted to hire Tim Floyd, former Bulls coach, who's at Iowa State was really good. And uh, he left. Tim Floyd called him. Doug Dickey excused himself in 
Kevin Stallings house walks into like another no. room to start negotiating with Tim Floyd. That's when hey, Kevin Stallings got cold feet and reneged on the deal. I remember that because the new Sentinel is back before, you know, the internet was big. There's like a, you know, you get the paper the next day and the new Sentinel ran a story about, you know, Kevin Stallings has been hired. <laughs> so they were negotiating like in the kitchen or whatnot. And all of a sudden, yeah. old boy decides to go in the other room and negotiate yeah. a contract at the same time as Stallings. Doug Which I mean, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Kevin Stallings would have been great here. He probably would have been better than Jerry. Um, he been Tim Bruce. Floyd would have been good, but it's risky because he had NCAA issues. Right. Yeah. Jerry Green. So in Jerry Green's introductory press conference, you know, all this is known. And they asked, somebody asked him about, you know, how it feels knowing everybody knows that you weren't the first choice. And he said, well, I wasn't the first choice, but I was the right choice. <laughs> It's almost Which bad side? as Butch being like I wasn't my wife's first choice either. <laughs> what uh that's not his first wife either. What which hiring cycle was it where we somehow passed on Jay Wright or didn't weren't able to land him? Oh, that was um I feel like that was after Jerry. I feel like that's when we hired Buzz. Yeah. Yeah. Villanova ends up with Jay Wright and we ended up with Buzz. <laughs> Buzz ball. One of those we could have hired Bill Self. That's actually true. Yeah. 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 He'd probably had a tie. Bill. You 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 wouldn't want a guy's one two natties bear that doesn't appeal to you. And somehow been able to stave off the FBI for the last five years. Yeah, he wouldn't have been able to do that here. He'd have been arrested. He'd have been in damn Leavenworth right now. He'd been pulling that shit here. How many uh, championships has he won, Davey? Two or three? Self? He's got two. I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of like, would you go back and change anything? Yeah, you know, if we go back and change anything, we don't get Brucifer. You don't. And make no mistake, somebody was talking about that Kansas game earlier. Best game in the past 20 years of Tennessee basketball we're, we're, was beaten up on a uh, little brother out there in the west end of the state for number one. You think yeah. that's the – well, okay. Yeah, that's, that's the that's the best game in Tennessee basketball history. Was the one versus two game in the I would, the then I would say the strong second, and this is just me covering it and watching it. Like would be that Kentucky, Tennessee game in Nashville with Admiral Grant, and then they, you know, uh, they yeah, had by yeah, that's seven up there. With a minute and that's, that is. To go. But, I mean, we're, we're talking about. Uh, I mean that Kentucky. I mean it's Kentucky Tennessee, but. I mean, we're talking about Memphis. In Memphis. Well, Kentucky's a bigger rival, but that Memphis series at that time, that was huge. It was, I think at that time, it was like the biggest, most watched regular season college basketball game in ESPN history or something. I mean, that game still holds records. I mean, I that was the, I was, uh, I was in Birmingham at the time, and that game, man, was, you talk about, like levels of Duke, North Carolina. You think like that, like hype that they do was big. That man, I just remember that Memphis Tennessee game being the go-to, like a Mike Tyson heavyweight fight. You have to watch type of atmosphere. And then you go back and you look at all the videos and stuff. And then when Bruce Pearl shows up, what across the street at the bar, like three hours or four hours for the game with Tennessee fans, like that was good. 
Yeah, I would say in my time following Tennessee is probably the Memphis game, the Kentucky game you're talking about, and the um, beating Ohio State in the Sweet 16 would be the – but we got to write another chapter, boys. We got to write another chapter. It's been a while since we've had – been a while. One of those moments. You had a chance if it wasn't those for that moments. Klein kid from Purdue. Three, two, the three, dream three. is alive. The dream lives on. The cause endures. It's uh, it's it's time. It's time. And just imagine this. Imagine, imagine Rick Barnes's squad has been left for dead. Conzo Martin got a. You know he had a similar team that got on a run. Door gates opened up. Had a good draw. Team got hot. Took us for a wild ride. Wouldn't it be something if this is the team to finally break that glass ceiling, kick the door in? Be awesome, man. To the promised land. Then what would Roberto? I bet you'd be watching then, Roberto. I bet you'd be watching then. You wouldn't be watching no baseball game against Dayton then, Roberto. He'd be gushing. All of them would. All the all of them. They know who they man, we are. We take you all back. We take you all back. Y'all y'all can come back, man. The Barnes bashes are. I I get it. I get it. We're Tennessee fans. We're a passionate bunch. Y'all can come back. You can jump on, but we won't let you. You might have to wear like a scarlet letter or something, uh, a, a red B for Barnes Bashers. You might have to wear that on your chest. Just, uh, just so we know. Just so you know. Just so we know. We Just so you know that we know. We know who you are. We've been keeping receipts. We won't hold it against you, though. Maybe a little bit. Hold it against you a little bit. All right, boys, any parting thoughts before we shut this thing down? Uh, just one last quick question for you, Russ. Oh, God. Here we go. Are, are you familiar with Teen Laquifa? <laughs> Teen Laquifa's <laughs> filmography or her work? Can't say that I am. Do I need to go look at the film? <laughs> Check the tape. I'm losing my shit. <laughs> And the grand prize winner for funniest porn star name, Russell? It's, it's, it's better than that. Scarlet Flow. Davey, uh, any parting thoughts before we... No, I was trying to, trying to thank our troops and, and go with a reference of that at the beginning, and it got us into this filth. Uh, so I apologize for that. But great 40-point win. For those wondering, Duke was able to, to win by about 20 against Virginia Tech. I'm sure that's at the top of people's... Uh, list there but yeah i mean like gotta take care of business against arkansas get that extra buy and see what happens from there man i I really would love to see this team make a a deep run when it mattered most trey thanks for jumping in and rolling around in the gutter with us for a few yeah man i appreciate y'all having me i didn't expect it to go straight to porn names when i hopped on but you know what i've been in crazier conversation with you guys so always good to chat and davy i'll talk to you sometime in the next month again it's been a while buddy Talk to you in probably about 24 hours, Trey. Y'all have a great night. We'll do it again Tuesday. Oh, my God. Oh, no. It just hit me. Tuesday night, 9 p.m. tip. We'll be with you around 11 for voluntary reaction. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Thank you, SEC Network. Appreciate that. But we'll be here.